Um, can Jeez. you fucking relax? <laughs> the first one wasn't even me. It was Zach. Okay. Three. No, I'm sorry. What? Five. Four. Wow. Oh, three, sir. Five. Four. Three. <laughs> two. One. Go. <laughs> Can we please start it with that? Yes. Oh, we're just going. Let's go. Yep, let's, let's go, go. back. To <laughs> let's go, Zach. We're just going. We're going for it. That's how we're going to start this episode. We're back. Uh, it's the four knuckleheads. Back at it. Uh, and... Talking about some shit. This week we're going to talk about Robert Kraft. Just fucking good god, blowing, blowing some money, blowing some other things. Um, right. We're going to talk about Manny Machado and what that means for Bryce Harper. And we're going to talk about Zion and uh, going into that. Should athletes be paid? Like I said, we're all back, and uh, let's get right into it, Zach. Thought of the week. Let's go, get boy. Right into the thought of the week. All right. We didn't even fucking say hi. Hello. Whatever. Say hello then, bitch. Yo, what's up, guys? All right, what's <laughs> up? All right, thought of the week. <clears throat> All right, so you never have to pay for alcohol ever again. Oh, fucking yes. But <laughs> for seven minutes randomly every day, your dick gets hard as it's God. ever been. God, seven, why? Seven minutes. seven minutes. You can't just ever let me have a good thing, huh? <laughs> no, there has to be a downside. Like that's what makes it a debate. Like, is it worth? <clears throat> is it worth it? Like, it could be God. any, like any period inside, like inside the. So, is it is it going to be the only time my dick has, like, the whole day? <laughs> no, I mean you can choose like, to do it manually if you want, okay. but for seven minutes you're stuck with it. So it's it's basically like a like a like a taking a Viagra for seven minutes is basically yeah, seven minute Viagra. Yes. Seven minute Viagra. Okay. Um, it's like a bump of Viagra. I, I can't, man. No. Dude, so, I'm just gonna take hockey tape and just take my dick to the eye. So like, even if it does get hard, oh, like it's gonna it's hurt that though. Visible, oh, dude, that's painful. Yeah, it's gonna some, hurt. Just take some Velcro and stick it in your waistband. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there somebody? There was a story about a kid who did something similar, and like ended up infecting it or something like that, oh, and they had to get cut off. Oh god, that's I, I forget what the whole story is. Sounds I'm missing like a article, lot of pieces, honestly. but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I would do it. I would risk it. Oh, so, risk Zach, I would understand you risking it, but like, I don't drink that much, and the only time I do drink is like at restaurants or something, or like if I'm at a party. But like you, I feel like you drink almost religiously. So like, I would understand you. <laughs> I think they call that alcoholism. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you're an alcoholic. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but no, for me, I wouldn't do it just because like I drink maybe like once or twice a month, if that. So that's a that's a no for me, dog. Uh, I'll risk it. No, it's like, it. yeah. I mean. You know, alcohol is expensive. Getting hard for seven exactly. minutes, like whatever. Yeah, that, if that's the price I have to pay, uh, it's yeah. It's if it was, if it wasn't like if it was something else, then maybe I'd consider it. But like alcohol, like it's not not the best choice for me. 
I, I mean, the I, other I, thing too is the other thing too is it could happen in your sleep, so you'd wake up not knowing if it was I mean, going to happen. That, that happens anyway. <laughs> so like, ah, uh, we're so immature. That's, that's oh why. God. That's why I would risk it because it usually happens in your sleep anyway. Well, no, I, there's no way. I because I, I, here's the thing: you got to understand something about my luck. It's fucking terrible. So it'll happen at the worst opportune time. Every single time. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm either giving a presentation in front of the class or I'm having a business meeting or in a job interview. It will happen. I'm telling you. I would be like, oh, I don't want like, to so I get free alcohol. That's like the just, biggest power move of all time, though. <laughs> you're just like in, the, in a room just by yourself and your grandmother is in there. Stop. No, fuck and, it. Yeah, why did you or, have to bring grandma into the street. or an old person <laughs> or or presentation scenario actually okay. no no no, no, Tyler no lives with a lot of family though no 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 yeah. hold on hold on better story better story you're in a room with your boys right and, <laughs> and you're all just having a good time and you get hard there's a reason you got hard or you would assume so your boys are gonna be checking you you know what i mean well here's well the, no they're just like hey boys i'm hard let me let's beers <laughs> I would duck and like somersault out of the room for the next seven minutes. Like, just, just I'm out. I'm, I don't care hey, what's going on right now. I'm going to take a shit really or, quick. Or they're the most understanding people ever and they know my situation. Dude, I would <laughs> just tell them if they're real friends, you'd just be like, yeah, man, I get who, it. Who the fuck would believe that kind of story? Like, the, like if the four of us were just sitting at a poker table, like, oh, yeah, boys, I get hard like, for seven minutes. And, I, I mean, and I get free beer because of it. I was going to say, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, they might definitely <laughs> like that because that's free beer and free Yeah, rounds. it's like, oh, like, boy, oh boys, I'm, boys, I'm feeling it coming. Let's go get some beers. <laughs> Brendy, if you think I'm an alcoholic, you haven't met Lewis. Well, um, I have wow. Lewis, but I, I know, well, I'm not going to get into that. But wait, uh, wait, wait to throw your friend under the bus on the podcast, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, can, I didn't say a last name. No one's not going to know who he is. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, I'm just gonna say I knew Lewis for something else that wasn't alcohol. Okay, we can talk about that off air. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm definitely. Am I? Am I solo on this? No, no, no. I'm with I, you for sure. I, I said, I, I said no. I said no. Yeah, I'm so right, two and sure. two. All right, split mm-hmm. right down the middle. Um, yeah, fuck that. And then related news of guys with their dicks being hard. Robert Kraft. <laughs> um, Char- that was an original thought of the week, by the way. Oh, nice. It never, it like never is. It never is. So it's always fucking um, Jeff and Gavin. Gavin let's let's Honestly, they have the best questions, but they that do. one was original. Shout out to Rooster Teeth. And so big Hunter. shout out to Rooster Teeth. So I just want to ask really quick before we move on to the Robert Kraft thing. Um, so like, what would be like your time limit? Like, Would you be like, okay, like I, I won't do it after like 20 minutes? Wait, t- wait, say that again? Like you, like what would be your time limit? Like you say, okay, like let, let's say the question was instead, you know, twenty minutes. Your dick is hard. Like what would be your limit? Oh, uh, twenty-four hours. <laughs> twenty-four hours. Wow. Yeah, you're, you're just always. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be, you'd be, you'd be a medical marvel, dude. Yeah, I'll do that for free alcohol. <laughs> I mean, if you drink it enough, it'll go away. I'm a pretty good drinker, but I'm not. No, no way. All right. Like, That's med- all I want. Hold on. I, I just have to say, because like, if it's if all alcohol is free, you could literally like be drinking like thousand dollar bottles of liquor oh. for free. Well, 
Man. I've never bought a thousand dollar bottle of liquor, so I don't know what the taste difference Me is. Me neither. But it's, if I'm doing this, like, you can bet your ass I am. You can go to I'm the club from, and get all the bitches with that. Like going, going, <laughs> going from Jack to Crown Royal real quick. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. There we go. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, not not too much to report on this, but I think we all just have something to say, or at least I want to make fun of the situation. Um, seventy-seven year old Robert Kraft arrested today. <laughs> Big ball. Because, <laughs> because of, uh, you know, he might have been soliciting some prostitutes. Uh, uh, and apparently, uh, this act was videotaped, which, uh, as oh Zach said earlier, I pray to God that that, <laughs> that, that does not come out. Okay. Dude, bro, what bro, are you talking if, about? If I, can, if I can interject here, did nobody hear any of the audio when the Hulk Hogan tape came out? Yeah, well... You want to talk about the yeah. worst thing you can possibly Dude. hear. I never saw any of the video, but a radio show that I listened to back at home uh, played some of the audio from it. And oh my God, it's so creepy. I think my favorite part of it for those who haven't seen it is at one point him and the woman he's with are talking and uh, his daughter, I guess, is like a, a singer or a musician of some kind. So he's like all of a sudden, like in the middle of all this, his phone goes off and his ringtone is one of his daughter's songs. And it's like at the worst time, man. I guarantee you that it was nothing compared to the DJ Khaled one. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, no, I think Ray J and Kim K win the sex tape awards here. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's like me. He was a. <laughs> you like, that? That's the yeah, number like, one. Like, that's like the number standard. one sex tape right there. Yeah, it's top. It's it's what it's what gave you guys keeping up with the Kardashians and just the Kardashians in general. I mean, Kanye, I will say, I will, I will say this is, you know, it's a bad situation, you know, because obviously I'm sure. Well, I mean, they got paid for their actions, but some lovely girl had to do this with this old man, but. <laughs> Police, this is a report from ESPN, by the way. The police said they secretly planted undercover cameras in, tar- uh, in targeted massage parlors and recorded their interactions between men and female employees. So the, I, I say this because this he's not the only person a part of this. Apparently there was uh, hundreds of arrest warrants out uh, for sex traf- trafficking um, from Palm Beach to Orlando, Florida. So Florida, everybody's just getting fucked, uh, yeah. apparently. So, uh, yeah, this is a, I've this read is a that even if he does like get convicted, it's only going to be a misdemeanor. Like, it, he's he's getting nothing for this. I'm telling yeah. you, I, I unless something else comes out of it, like I don't know, I don't know he what it could be, and I don't even want to think about somehow. what it could possibly be. But like, if anything comes out, then we might see the possibility of him stepping down or yeah. I'm sorry, I whatever. <laughs> the massage parlor that he got apparently caught at is called Orchards. Orchard, oh my god, Orchards got this. of Asia, they, oh my god, what the fuck? Are you good over the fucking stroke? Orchards of Asia, Dame Spa. Jesus. There you go. Well, here, so, so what I also heard is that this is apparently like a massage parlor that's like known for this kind of thing. I mean, obviously because there was a sting, but. Yeah, um, I mean, he knew about it. Right, well, absolutely he did. <laughs> my, my thought process with this is this though, so. We we talked off air a little bit saying like, you know, there was 19 other people arrested at this on this thing. And um, my point was that um, there's the slight possibility that there's some other high, high rollers in there. 
that people might know. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. I, you know, so I, this is going to sound so weird when I say this out loud, but, uh, my mother was calling me about this story. Um, <laughs> Because she was she was having some fun at this, and she said she was listening to a radio show back back in uh, New Jersey, and she's saying that the the hosts were talking about a uh, uh, the one guy was apparently theorizing some names, and he apparently at one point like wrote one on a piece of paper for his co-host to to see, but didn't want to say it on air to stir up any controversy. But he's he's convinced there were some other people there, apparently. So I mean, you just I mean, you don't. You don't just like, walk into a massage spa not expecting to get your dick sucked that day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't just walk in like, oh, I guess I'm getting a free blowjob today. Like, no, what's going on? <laughs> um, so, oh, I mean, I don't know. What? Like, Robert Kraft is a very successful man. Obviously, his team is very successful. But he just seems like a really, like weird the dude likes to party old guy well no look i mean his wife we, his wife died in 2011 which is i forgot you know, about that that's one I feel thing bad for forgetting about that but he's been dating a 39 year old since 2012 right and he's 77 yeah. that like i don't i mean he's, he's I, coping with it i, I mean just, <laughs> just just remember at at one point mick jagger Everybody knows who Mick Jagger is. I'm is dating a twenty right dating a twenty something year old who is yeah. like three years younger than his granddaughter. I just want everybody yeah. to remember this fact. Yeah. I mean, I guess to each his own, but that's it's just so weird, man. I mean, like you're you're. I don't look look. I don't think tastes ever change, even how old you are. You know what I mean? Like the dude's what in his seventies? Yeah, seventy seven. You know, <laughs> I don't think it changes, man. But th- th- this is funny to me. I yeah. hope it, I hope nothing more comes out of this. I really don't. I really but don't want to right know more, right. honestly. <laughs> I know just enough to make jokes about it. And that's the that's the gold. Yeah. You right have there. your fucking meme content right there, Zach. Like I don't think you need anything else. The dude was arrested for soliciting prostitutes. What else do you want? Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh... Although, I mean, I, I kind of just got, I was at work and I got an update on my phone. So I thought this was way more serious than it actually is. But yeah, it just seems like it's kind of going to be a slap on the wrist. But we put it on the podcast because, I don't know. We're all it's funny. hilarious. We're, it's all, fun. we're all fucked up and immature and think it's funny. So there you <laughs> go. Um, quickly, we're going to talk about uh, George Champier, uh, arg- arguably the greatest of all time. Uh, we'll retire. <laughs> Uh, for his second time, uh, although he says he's open to a fight, uh, as Khabib uh, made a last-ditch effort to uh, to Saint Pierre to reconsider for a fight in November after the uh, suspension is over for him. Uh, Bobby is probably the biggest, definitely the biggest UFC fan here. Um, but I mean, like I said, I think uh, Saint Pierre is one of the best of all time. But what do you, uh, how are you feeling about this? And also, do you think he comes back for one more fight? Oh man, I, I mean, everybody, you know, as as a uh, Ted DiBiase Senior would say, everybody's got a price. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure the money's on the table. Um, you know, for for a huge fight with Khabib, would not surprise me if he came back. There's always it's always a weird thing with retirement, right? Like you you retire because it's like you know you don't want to go through all the stuff anymore, you don't go through all the training and everything else, but then you still have that itch to compete kind of thing. Yeah. Like even you know, it it, it just it never really goes away, I think. And sometimes just being an analyst or an announcer just never really does it for anybody. But 
Um, regardless, I mean, the man's been a staple in UFC for a while. Um, I think he made his UFC debut at 46 in 2004 um, and uh, finished his ending with a record uh, 26 and 2, um, which is kind of incredible, which uh, means he hasn't lost in about 12 years. Um, his last loss was against uh, Matt Serra via TKO at UFC 69. Nice. At April 7th, on April 7th, <laughs> 2007. Um, and he actually lost in the first round of that fight, but the rest of the time he um, had a few fights that went all the way. Uh, he fought Nick Diaz, beat uh, beat him, beat BJ Penn, Michael Bisping. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude's dude's been a stable at UFC. He's definitely one of the greats. Yeah, uh, highly regarded as the greatest of all time. And what twenty six and two record? It's really hard to argue. Um, yeah, I, but like I said, you know, it's sad to see him go, but I would not be surprised if he came back in like literally next week because there was a multi million dollar fight on the table. Dude just has that kind of, you know, look, I'll come and fight and beat anybody's ass for a few million. Yeah, his, uh... Shit, I'll get my ass beat for a million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, St. Pierre is 37, and uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, Khabib is putting his name out there. Uh, or wants to fight him one last time. He says he has a lot of respect for St. Pierre. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens there. But as, we, as I mentioned, and we mentioned in the podcast before, uh, could be a bit suspended uh, for the actions against McGregor for I think it's till like it's till around that time. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird situation. So yeah, we'll see if he's actually retired or he pulls a Brett Favre. We will kind of kind of see from there. Um, but yeah, we will keep it at that, and we're gonna move on to uh, some soccer. Let's go. I love soccer. Uh, football. 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 Or football. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> but we're from fucking America, so we say soccer. Uh, yeah. Anyway. We're not uh, just con- from America. We're from fucking America. Fucking Fuck America. football, you American club. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, CONCACAF and UEFA Champions League is underway. Uh, the first leg for many matches and both uh, have went by and second leg is coming up. Uh, Brendy is more of the CONCACAF guy, so I'll let him take that. And I'm more of the UEFA, uh, you know, watcher. So, Brendy, what's been uh, what's been going on in CONCACAF? Let's start with your boys. Wait, hold uh, on. Did United. people actually refer to it as CONCACAF? Yes, yeah. that's that's how, oh that's how it's pronounced. That I mean, rolls what, off the tongue so perfectly, though. CONCACAF. Well, Zach, like, are you gonna spell out like Someone's all choking on a dick? Are you, yeah, you can. <laughs> are, are you gonna spell out like all the letters? <laughs> really? Are, are, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, we're watching the C, the C O N C A F champion. He is not paying attention. Zach yeah, is talking I know about he's sucking dick. I'm, sorry, I'm listening. Ahead. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Fuck you, Zach. Let me. All right. Whatever. All right. So I'm, I'm such a piece of shit. Uh, okay, Bobby. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Mute your, mute your mic. <laughs> if, I, if I was that guy from uh, around the horn, I would fucking mute you right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, moving on. You're on the clock. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to really talk about like the um, Honduran like, and Mexican teams that much just because I don't know really how to pronounce their team names for that matter. Uh, so I'm going to mainly focus on Major League Soccer. I'm going to stick with uh, Atlanta United, or offseason, I'm going to stick with Major League Soccer. Uh, with Atlanta United, they played Herediano, which is a Costa Rican club that has basically loaded up uh, during the summer, got a bunch of new signings that looked really impressive last night. 
Uh, and a couple players in, um, stood out to stood out to me really well. Um, Jimmy Marine, uh, who's um, who's a central midfielder and played basically played like a uh, he played like a champ last night. He he was dishing out assists, um, making a lot of Atlanta United stops, uh, and as as well as uh, I trying to remember his name. I think it's uh, Granados. I think. Uh, who's who scored the uh, goal to put Arediano up three to one against against Atlanta? So uh, they pl- so Atlanta played in Costa Rica, so they played away and they did get an away goal, which is highly advantageous uh, during these kind of these kind of like uh, international events because this essentially means uh, if uh, the the next leg is going to be uh, in Kennesaw, actually, it's not going to be in Atlanta. But if Atlanta United could win two to zero, then that means the series is tied. But Atlanta would advance due to the away goals rule. Um, so it would it would be a three three tie, and Atlanta advances. <clears throat> so Atlanta Atlanta lost their first leg three to zero or three to one rather. Uh, they got the important away goal. They were they were down two to one at some point, which would have been a lot more comfortable. But you know we'll see we'll see what Atlanta goes uh, goes from there. And Toronto FC played Independiente, which is uh, which is a very good. Um, it's probably the best league and uh, best team in Panama right now. And Toronto FC just sucks in international matches, so uh, they got blown out four to zero in their first leg. So um, it'll be it'll be impressive if Toronto FC can make anything out of that. But if Independiente can score one goal on the road, then that basically means Toronto needs to win six to one, if yeah, not they're, more. They're not coming back. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like it's the end of the line for Toronto, and I kind of make fun of I kind of make fun of Toronto all the time just for being a bad international team. But uh, you know, I, I I've reserved my blow my blows for now just because Atlanta United didn't play too well either. Uh, Sporting Kansas City, though, on the other hand, they had a very nice match uh, at home against Toluca, who is uh, like probably like a mid-tier Mexican team. Uh, like they're in the Liga MX, but like they're probably like middle of the pack. Um, nothing too special about them. So they're going to go on the road February twenty eighth to play them. Uh, in I don't even know what city they play in for that match. Oh, they play in Toluca. Okay, just making sure. Um, but yeah, they'll they'll be going there, and if Swarney Kansas City can basically just get one goal, then it'll pretty much be over for them. And then the beloved Houston Dynamo, um, also known as Tyler's favorite team. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, they uh, they played. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this team. Uh, Guasta Guasatoya. I have no idea. I'm looking at it too. Guasatoya. I think the G is silent, but. Hawasatoya? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, anyway, so Houston Dynamo winning uh, against them, and they, uh, they're they actually a, a team in Guatemala. Um, they play, Houston played, um, Houston was playing on the road. They got the important away goal, and they ended up winning that game, which is huge for them. So if they, if they can draw the next match 0-0, um, then that's great for them. You know, I, I think Houston is probably one of the favorites. Um, but another favorite I, I would have is the New York Red Bulls, um, who also played on the road against another team whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. 
Uh, basically, uh, I, a, a I Dominican actually, Republic team. It's it's Ath- it's Atletico Pen- Pentoa or something. I, I've actually heard of this team, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes, so New York actually got two away goals, which uh, which is you know very impressive uh, given um, the history of that team. Um, so they're they're going to be coming back to New York. Uh, I I don't I don't know if they're actually going to be playing in. Uh, their usual stadium, but if they do, then it'll certainly be uh, it'll certainly be huge. Um, so I would have New York and Houston as probably the two major league soccer favorites. At least I'd probably have um, it, it's hard to I probably have uh, Santos La, uh, La Una, uh taking up the or winning the whole Champions League, um, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, most of the matches for the second leg are going to take place to the 26th to the 28th uh, for the second leg. Nice. And uh, UEFA, which is uh, the big big championship uh, around the world, something I'm very into. Uh, the the first legs of all the games of the round of 16 are over. Uh, I'll kind of just go through all of them really quick. Roma uh, beat Porto 2-1. I believe that game was in Roma, I believe. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so that game is in Roma, so they're looking okay there. Although Porto did get a late uh, goal uh, to, you know, get that away goal. Uh, and then this one hurts for me. Manchester United loses 2-0 uh, at home. Um, but even worse, uh, Paul Pogba, uh, probably Manchester United's best player, gets sent off with a controversial second yellow. Uh, late in the match, um, and it's not looking good as they go back to Paris. They're going to need to score three goals at least uh, without PSG scoring. Mbappe uh, scored that match, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I believe it. Well, D, I was going to say, yeah, Mbappe scored, and then um, Kimpembe scored as well. But the big kind of news was uh, Angel Di Maria came back to Old Trafford, a uh, place where. Uh, he didn't have a good departure there, and he actually assisted on both the goals. And he was, uh, you know, the fans were giving him a hard time uh, during the game. And when he got those two assists, you could, you know, they had the camera on him, and he was telling the fans basically to fuck off. Like he literally said, "Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off," like three times Jesus to the Christ. fans. And uh, and that's basically, yeah. And, and it's unfortunate, like I said, you know. Paul Pogba in the 89th minute gets a second yellow. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of sinks Man U's ship. Um, so that's, you know, that's tough there. Uh, very interesting scoreline in another game. Tottenham goes uh, and wins 3-0 over Dortmund. Um, you know, Tottenham's, Tottenham's a good team, and it was home. But Dortmund, you know, they're, they're a very good team. And, and this year having a very good season in the Bundesliga. Uh, and they got smoked. Um, so they yeah, they're like a top tier German league or not yeah. German league, uh, German team. Yeah, them and Bayern are the teams in the Bundesliga, and they got smoked in that game. Um, you know, so two late goals uh, there. Um, next game we had uh, was Ajax and Real Madrid. Real Madrid wins the game, but um, only two one, uh, and they actually left it till the 87th minute, uh, but they get the win. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. That wasn't a away game, though, so they do get two away goals there. They're looking good going back. Uh, interesting. Um, Barcelona, 0-0 uh, to Lyon. 
Um, and that one is, was in France, so I mean they're looking good. The yeah. the stats for this game are kind of insane. Now, only five shots of theirs one on target, but they had twenty five shots on the game uh, compared to five for Lyon. Um, and wow, a lot of possession and a lot of passing. So they dominated the game, just couldn't score. So it's probably an understatement to say Barcelona is probably favored in the next game against Lyon. Yeah, for sure. Actually, they got lucky too because their goalkeeper, uh, Ter Stegen, made an amazing save um, that actually you know kept that to a nil-nil. Uh, so they got lucky. The other game, my other favorite uh, team, although I don't get to watch them as much because of the coverage, Bayern Munich, uh, nil-nil against Liverpool. Uh, I watched this game and it was very. It was a very weird game. Bayern played this game very passive. Uh, the game was in, you know, at Anfield in England, and they played the game super passive. Didn't even look like they wanted to score. Um, it looked like they were happy to get the nil-nil and go back to, you know, Bayern uh, to Munich. Sorry, and um, you know, try to try to make do there. But yeah, they just they are passing around the back a lot and just were being very passive. So I, you know. I haven't liked the, their play this year. Um, I mean, with the team they have, they should win the Bundesliga by miles, but they're struggling right now. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're just very passive there, so work to do uh, at home. Uh, and then the last two games, uh, Atletico Madrid uh, beat Juventus 2-0. A little bit of a surprise. Uh, two goals late, uh, 78th minute and 83rd minute. Uh, there, um, and that game was uh, in Spain, so they go back to, uh, you know, a lot of work there for Juventus. They got to, you know, get two goals there and, uh, you know, a third to win it. And then the last game, which might have been the best game of of the whole slate, uh, surprisingly, by the way, uh, Man City versus Schalke, another uh Another German team, uh, Sergio Aguero, start of the game for Man City with a goal, um, but then Schalke uh, scored on two penalties um, uh, by uh, the same guy, Bentaleb, uh, Bentaleb, excuse me, uh, to make it two-one. And then in the 85th minute, Leroy Sané with an incredible. It was it, it was such a good goal that it was even on Sports Center's top ten. And it was number one. That's how good it was. And they never show soccer on the top ten. Uh, it was a free kick that just curled beautifully into the corner. And then Raheem Sterling in the 90th minute uh, got the winner for them. That game was in Germany. And uh, they actually had a sending off, too. So they were down to ten men. Uh, and, and that was a great game. I, I watched that as well. And that was a fantastic game and a really good ending. So... Um, the, uh, legs, the second leg for all these matches, uh, start, uh, March 5th and will end, uh, March 13th, uh, there, you know, within that period. Um, and, you know, we will see who moves on to the quarterfinals. So I, so I know it's early and like only the first leg is, do you have an early favorite? <sighs> um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I was I, I was personally thinking PSG. I, I I like PSG. I do. Um, that was going to be one team I was going to say. The other team that I would have said before this was Juventus. Uh, I thought they had a really good chance, but they they have an uphill battle. Um, and you know you always have Barcelona and Real Madrid who always seem to do it. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, you know, it, it's it's kind of cliche to say, but I mean, I can see you know out of the sixteen teams here, I could probably see about 
six or seven on morning at uh, I think PSG, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and then I could I don't know. I, I as as a Bayern fan, I'm not really happy with how we play this year, but you know, they could always turn it up or maybe even Liverpool. So uh we'll kind of just have to wait and see with the next leg. But um I will say, man, if you are not into soccer, I recommend it. You know, I know it's like in the United States for a long time, it was a kind of a joke of a sport, but it's very entertaining. There's no commercials throughout the whole game. <laughs> Fucking best part. Yep. Um, it's very entertaining. And uh, it's, you know, it's not what people make it out to be. But so, I- so, let me, so let me open this up real quick. Um, As someone who has not fully dived into the sport, Right. Like, I mean, I obviously loosely follow the union because Philly, but <coughs> right. what, 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 what would be the place I start? Well, like, where would I watch? What would I watch? Like, what, what would, what would completely get me into this game? In my opinion, there's two things at, and it's because of the coverage of it. Like I said, my two favorite teams are Manchester United and Bayern Munich, but Bayern, I don't really get to see that much, but Manchester United, uh, NBC covers the Premier League, uh, mm. which, in my opinion, is the most competitive. Like, like you know, there's better teams around the world, um, but like it's, I think it's the most competitive league, like one of the most competitive leagues in the world, and that's always fun to watch. I love, um, I really love uh, Premier League, and then if you are looking to watch high, like the best of the best soccer. Um, I would say the Champions League, like, um, you know, uh, right now we're in the round of 16. So they had the knockout. So, you know, the, it starts with, I think, 64 teams or something like that. And they play knockout games and, and um, you know, about eight different groups. And mm-hmm. then from there, it gets dwindled down to 16. And that's that's always fun. I mean, and uh, and I will say this too, honestly, you know, as much and I we keep coming back to it about MLS, but MLS is getting better, and and that's very accessible. So, uh, but no, man, like it's it's for real. Like anybody that wants to get in the soccer, like I highly recommend it. And you know, when the World Cup comes around, um, I know that's when everybody like pretends to be a soccer fan and kind of like goes crazy. But like it, it's it's something that like if you stick with it, I'm sure you know you'll like because. Um, you know, there's there's so much. It's 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 all around the clock. There's different leagues. There's just there's so much to follow. And like I said, when uh when international play comes around, if it's if it's the World Cup or the European Championship or or you know, Concacaf, whatever, it's it's very good. So yeah. So a lot I of mean, people, a lot of people say they don't like soccer because it's it seems slow or there's not a lot of scoring. Well, uh, which and, I disagree. And- which yeah. it's right. There's not a lot of scoring, but like when there is, like usually the goals that happen have been building up so long, or they're just like a one-off. Like they got a quick good play in, and like the goals are always so exciting and soccer. Yeah, right. So mm-hmm. like I, that's usually the big argument. And now look, there's their exceptions. I, like honestly, the, the Bayern Munich game that they just played against Liverpool that ended zero zero was like it was a. I'm not gonna lie, it was a boring sort of a boring game, but in terms of like to the rest of them but there was still like good chances and mm-hmm. you know soccer uh the net is as big as the side of a barn so like you know there's every there's there's close chances and and guys are soccer is a very technical sport it's very skilled it's very technical and guys are you know there's stuff that these guys are doing that not many people can do 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I like I said, I know people think soccer is kind of a joke, but it's a very it's a sport that requires a lot of skill. Um, no, nah, I mean, like I said, yeah, I mean, I know that is the thing. A lot of people are like, oh, soccer is boring. They just pass it around, but um, you know, you you kind of have to learn to appreciate it at some points mm-hmm. and know that at, at at any time, especially the way the game is being played now, it's a lot of a it's a lot of counterattacking. Um, that's literally how Leicester City City won the uh, Premier League um, with their five thousand or whatever it was to one odds. They played counterattacking football and, and and soccer. Excuse me, I, I slipped there and said football. I apologize. Um, Ooh, that's, get that's out of this country. <laughs> that's literally how how they won the league, and it's very just any chance. So yeah, like I said, that's I mean, my that's my thing with soccer. Man, I love soccer. Yeah, I mean, so I I Ty knows I played for years when I was little. And you know, I was a goalie, and it, soccer is a fun sport to play, man. I mean, yeah. it's 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 a lot of fun to play. I was a goalie, but um, I, I always found watching it, except for, like I would, I watch the World Cup. I always watch the World Cup. Um, I always watch, you know, I, I, that that's always fun. I can watch that. I mean, you know, that's that's top level. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, keeping saying. keeping up with it is just what I guess got hard for me. I, I think in the Premier League, I. I Whenever like I install like Bleacher Report on like a new phone or something like that, I think I always end up turning on uh, notifications for Man City to like loosely follow. And I think it was because I played FIFA at your house, Tyler, and that was the team I ended up picking against you. So I, I always just kind of stuck I, with them. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure I was always Man U, and then the oh yeah, you're always Man, Man U. And I was like, so, fuck it, I'll be Man City. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did pretty decent. This yeah. is years ago. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's I guess if I ever got into the Premier League, that'd probably be the team I follow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been, uh, like I said, for, for us, you know, based, um, listeners, like, yeah, that's, that's going to be the place to, that's where you're going to get the most content as the premier league, excuse me. Um, that's, you know, they put, like I said, NBC covers it. Um, and you know, you know, if you follow like a lesser-known Premier League team, it might be tougher to watch all of it. But um, yeah, on Saturdays they have a seven. A, you know, you have to wake up a little bit early, but seven thirty in the if morning they'll have a wake game. Wake up early? Fuck that! It's they have like a every Saturday. It's like a seven thirty a.m. game, a ten a.m. game, and then a twelve fifteen uh, game. And then on Sunday they usually have two games as well. So you know, you're getting five games out of the possible ten every week. Uh, for Premier League, so it's good stuff. But let's uh, let's move on. I, I, like I said, I uh, if there's soccer news on here, I will talk about it. I'm probably you know when the second legs of both of these, um, you know, conclude, I'm sure we'll talk about it again because I could talk about soccer all all day. Um, but you know, let's move on to another fantastic fucking sport, hockey. Uh, trade deadline. I don't want to talk about fucking sports. <laughs> uh, it's right around the corner. Uh, Zach's favorite video game is NHL 19, so he loves hockey. Yeah, I want to fucking kill myself to <laughs> think about it. I um, take that seriously. I do not need-, <laughs> need to talk to a hotline or anything. I have 100% okay. That was a joke. We need to do. Wait, we need to do uh, Zach's uh, jersey retirement on uh, on on air. That's oh the game. Well, I'm still. I'm gonna. You know, Zach, you gotta run far. I'm. Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm gonna try to. I'm. We're gonna convince him to get back. Okay. If not, I'm making a graphic of a jersey going into the. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Dude, even. You had, you had to make the graphic. 
I can make the jersey mock-ups. I, can yeah. probably, I I just the only thing I needed like the like so we we play NHL 19 a lot like Shell especially and we always talked about getting jerseys like the actual jerseys that we have made like in real life um because they're pretty fucking nice and that's all Brendy's work so shout out to Brendy but um shout out to your boy we uh, I don't know how to get the logo because that would, would be what we need to put in for the jersey would be to get the logo but I have no idea where the fuck to find it. So, but whenever I get my hands on that logo, like I am figuring out how we're all getting jerseys. I'm telling you right now, it'll be an instant buy. Well, don't uh, try NHL 19 because we still don't have our fucking jersey. It's yeah, fucking I know. On that either. And I, I, have a, I have like a placeholder tomahawk logo, which is like not the usual logo that we're used to. Like, yeah, which isn't even really a tomahawk. It's more like a hatchet. But yeah, it's the closest thing I got right now. Yeah, um, and we didn't even have the jersey on the fucking uh, or the logo on their jersey for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Right, so kind of sol on that. Right. Um. Yeah. So the NHL trade deadline is Monday. I am extremely excited. Although, not like there's a lot of fucking deals going on now, so I don't even know if anything's actually going to happen. Um. So we got. I'm just going to kind of go over some of the moves that have happened already, really quick, and then we'll talk about. Um some of the guys that are still out there and where they could end up going. Um, Cause I know there's a lot of uh, I've been on Twitter through this and there's actually a lot going on right now. So uh, first off, this is the minor trade, but I just need to talk to Bobby about this uh, a couple of days ago. Cam Talbot gives us the flyers for Anthony Stolarz making, uh, and I don't really want to focus on the trade so much. Just the fact that this is the eighth goalie that the flyers have used this year, which is now yeah. an NHL record. Yep. How are you feeling about that? Look, here's the, so it, it, I laugh at this. Honestly, I laugh at this because but here's the thing. I laugh at it now because we actually have an answer now. Like if we were still going yeah. through the fucking merry-go-round that we were in the beginning <laughs> of the season, I'd probably be a little bit more pissed off. But I mean, Carter Hart has proven to pay dividends. I mean, yeah. he's been I mean, he's been so I mean, past recent games, he's he's a little tired. He has been overworked, overused. I mean, the dude's 20 years old still. So it's really hard to knock him for his for his poor performance in the past couple of games. But I, I, I seriously, he's good. He's he's all that in a bag of chips. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be the future. And now with Cam Talbot um, as his backup, he's going to have some veteran help. You know, and, and we can argue all day if Cam Talbot's still an NHL elite goalie or not. I mean, that's, you know, he's had some poor, poor numbers recently. But the fact of the matter is he's been in the league for a while. Carter Hart's still learning. Even, but he's kind of being thrown right to the wolves here by being in the NHL so early. Um, I think Cam Talbot was actually a, a good get. I'm gonna miss Stoli though. I here's a, and I'll, I'll admit right off the bat that you know he wasn't my favorite. Um, I, I thought a lot of his performances weren't 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 too good, but uh, he was just I don't know. He seemed like a good dude, like everything about him. And Stoli the goalie is one of the best nicknames Stoli. I've ever heard in hockey. Like that's just awesome. So, um, but I'm actually happy to have Talbot on board. Um, especially for the development of Hart, since he's kind of just in the NHL now. He's not going back down unless the Phantoms end up making a run. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy about this. And as for the the eight goalies, yeah, like I said, it was it was annoying even the beginning of the season when, when this all started happening. But now that there seems to be a, a, an answer, um, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it now, and I'm actually kind of laughing at it. So I'm glad the Flyers are getting on the board for something this season. <laughs> Um, a couple other trades that happened, um, and, and it kind of sucks. I just want to say this. So, like, I watch TSN uh, Trade Center, like, every year, 
And like every year for the past couple of years, it's just been getting worse and worse because like all the teams are doing their business before the trade deadline, like mm-hmm. probably to avoid all the fucking stuff that happens on trade deadline day. Right. Um, kind of sucks, but anyway, uh, Boston Bruins acquire Charlie Coyle from the Minnesota Wild for Ryan Donato uh, and a fifth round pick. Um, Such a weird one. Yeah, so Ryan Donato came into the league last year, and you know he he was one of the late call ups, kind of for their cup run, and started off red hot, um, red hot. Like he he was playing insane and. It really hasn't worked out for him this year, and uh, he was one of the he was one of actually the stars. <laughs> I say stars, but uh, one of the guys on the U.S. Olympic team um, over you know when they were in Pyeongchang uh, with the NHLers not going. Um, so yeah, he goes to Minnesota. Charlie Coyle to the Bruins. Uh, the next one, uh, Carl Hagelin is just being ta- passed around. Uh, this season, this is the second time this year he's been traded. Uh, he goes to the Capitals from the Kings for a third and a sixth round pick. Uh, some speed there um, to help them out. Um, we had uh, the Washington Capitals acquiring Nick Jensen and a fifth round pick for the Red Wings for Madison, uh, Madison Bowie and a second. Uh, Bowie being um, one of the Capitals' better defensive prospects. He goes to Detroit. Uh, and then the big one on the day, uh, and the laughing stock of the NHL continues for the Ottawa Senators as they, you know, they had to do this, but it's unfortunate for them. Matthew Shane uh, and Julius Bergman, uh, former uh, one of the, I believe at least, one of the guys they got for Carlson. Um, I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, for uh, Vitaly, uh, oh, jeez, Vitaly uh, Abramov. Uh, Jonathan Davidson, the 2019 first round pick and a conditional first round pick in 2020. So, <laughs> what you're telling me, Ottawa, is that you gave up the world for Matthew Shane. You gave up a pick that could end up being Jack Hughes. It could end up being Jack it could. Hughes. It could. In this, in this, you know, and you gave up Kyle Turris and he gave up prospects. To get Matt Duchesne for less than a year. And so basically you traded you like I don't even know. I, I like I don't what do you how do you what do you say about the Senators? You're such a fucking joke. What like, is there to say about the Senators? I, I mean, mean look they're a fucking dumpster fire. We said at, this in the beginning. At the end of the day they had to do it because he wasn't gonna resign, but why did you get him in the first? Like, I don't understand. I, I, I think it might have been one of those situations where it was like, look, we have something going for us. Yeah. We have a player. I mean, look, to be fair, and I know this is over talked about, but it was literally two years ago. They were one goal away from the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. And look where they are now. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's, 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 uh, I, I don't know what they totally need right now. I think they just need to blow everybody up. Like yeah. fucking um I'm hearing uh I'm hearing a couple other things about them. I gotta I gotta pull it up real quick. But I mean that 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 franchise, I mean we said at the beginning there has been nothing good about them. There there was really nothing good about them and then all you know freaking video comes out to just put the icing on the cake yeah. and then they make these these weird deals and it just nothing's really going in their favor. I don't know if they just kind of screwed themselves over in this way 
um, or, or what it really is. I, I really don't know what it is. It's just everything they seem to do always has some sort of negative connotation to it. So uh, TSN does this every year. They put up a trade bait list, uh, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has all the players that are, you know, possibly, you know, could be traded during the deadline. They actually, I mean, they do this about a month before the actual deadline. So mm-hmm. it's just guys that they're looking, um, you know, for, for possible trades. So I kind of just want to run through some of these names, excuse me. And, uh, cause a lot of this is interesting now, especially with this Duchesne trade today, this list gets very interesting. So the first one on the list is Mark Stone, again, Ottawa. Um, he's got 59 games played this year. He's got 62 points. He's actually having a hell of a year for the team he's on, by the way. Um, uh, his cap hit is 7.35 million. Um, he is a UFA after this season. So that's the big thing with him. Uh, now I'm a little confused because, uh, you know, what I was hearing was that he was willing to resign and they were willing to resign him. Uh, you know, not too long ago, but then Bobby kind of had a conflicting to what I was thinking that uh, apparently, you know, there's some reports coming out today that they are trying to move him. Um, So I'm really confused about this. So like, what exactly were you, like, was there anything, I don't know if there's anything in particular you were hearing or what, because like, you know, as we just showed, Otto was a dumpster fire. Like, you know, this is their best player right now. What are they going to do with him? I so about about the chain, right? I'm sorry, yeah, I got cut out for a second. But um, so yeah, yeah. Stone, um, yeah, so Stone, I th- they're apparently asking a really big price for him. Um, I didn't fully read the whole thing, but they're looking for some sort of four piece trade for him. Um, so he's technically on the market, but he has a very 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 high asking price right now. Um, I I I don't know who's gonna go for him. I really have no idea. For for yeah. for as high as they're asking, I have no idea because I don't. Who would make that trade? Yeah, I don't mean, know. I'm I trying don't... to think, and I can't even theorize who would take that. Uh, here's the thing for me: if I'm the Ottawa Senators, you need to put butts in seats. Like you got to keep somebody on that team. Like you can't just have AHLers out there. Well, I don't know. Not to mention, not to mention, this guy's only 26, and I I don't know. I if I'm them, I'm trying to resign him. Yeah, so uh, not to mention, like, uh, you know, we always talk about like, oh, you know, the, the, the salary cap and, you know, there's a limit. There's also a floor, too. And the, the Ottawa Senators are like not they they need to sign like they need to, you know, sign some players so they actually don't go under that. Well, what's he he's. What's he going to ask for, though? I think is the problem. I mean, right now he's at seven point three five. I could see him asking for nine or ten. So if he is that something Ottawa should even consider because that's going to be a pretty long deal though too, right? Well, I, I would, yeah, it would be a long deal. I mean, I might honestly it could be a seven or eight year deal, but um, you know, he's twenty six years old. He's he's over a point a game this year, right? Um, so I wonder if this is kind of like I don't know a bluff of some kind, like to maybe. see who they can even gather, but yeah. the plan is to still sign him. I mean, yeah, you're right. So he's twenty six. Um, I would think that he would the Sens would sign him to a pretty decent long term deal and start rebuilding, I guess, yeah, around and, him. And they, yeah, exactly. With him being the centerpiece of it all. But um I'm trying to find cab numbers here, but yeah, I would guess he would ask for ten, probably more. because uh, he's already I at seven three five. I mean Jack Hughes ha- or, oh wait, Jack Hughes is gonna play for him. Never mind. I was gonna say Jack Hughes has to be with somebody, but fucking 
it might it, it has a good chance of being Ottawa. Uh, so so Mark Stone uh was number one. Matthew Shane got dealt. He's number two, but it makes this interesting because number three on the list and number twelve. Uh, Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky on the list, both UFAs at this the end of the year. This does not make any sense. So, so situation. So I don't Matt, like this one. Matt Shane goes to Columbus. So, you know, playoff run? Like, question mark? Like, well, so, wait, let me find... Where are they in the standings right now? They're in right now, they're, right? They're, I'm, I'm, I believe they're the first or second wild card. Right. That's what I thought. But, so, really? This is what you guys want to do? Yeah, so I, I mean, this, this is what I don't get. I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm trying to find them real quick. No, they're out of the wild card currently. Okay, I, I know third. it's a, it's a three way fight between Carolina, Pittsburgh, and right. Columbus. Carolina got in last night. That's right. Yeah, because Carolina so, won last night. So Carolina's in, and then Columbus is one point. Do they? Are they? Do they really want to do this? Are we sure? Is this something they really want? Okay, this one doesn't make any sense to me because you these two guys right are going to be worth a ton. Right, there's gonna be there's gonna be a bunch of teams who are probably already asking, you know, or have interest and have already talked to Columbus about them, and they're really gonna keep these guys for a playoff run that probably isn't gonna go anywhere. I I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's, how, many more, uh, how many more games have they got left? They have a game against. Wow, look at that, Ottawa tonight. Um, and <laughs> I don't know when their next game is. I would I would think that whatever happens and whatever games are left for them before the trade deadline will give them the answer about whether or not they need to get rid of them or not. But even still, you're essentially fighting for a second wild card spot, which is the it's going to be a tight race to the end of the season for. I mm, I don't think that's the right move. I don't think so. Get get yeah. start start building. Get some assets out of Bobrovsky and Panarin. You'll get them. I promise. You'll get I at mean, least draft picks. I mean, from everything that we've been hearing this year, Bobrovsky is not resigning and. And Panarin wants to test the market, so I mean, those these you basically are saying that these guys, there's like a good chance they're gone. So like, they're going all in. Uh, Duchesne's going to be a UFA at the end of the year, so I mean, they could potentially lose all three. Of I them. guess that's what that means, right? So, yeah. and and I, man, Columbus is going to flip that stadium over after this because because <laughs> what, and you might see a downfall here. You might see a bad next season if well, they, they don't well, they get three of yeah. them. I mean, it's like if they don't get into the playoffs, like that's that's tough because I mean, first of all, you you give up a first round pick, so I mean, if you don't get in, then you have a chance to you know go in the lottery and and could get a, a top pick there. I don't know. They get they got to make something out of it. I but. I just don't know what you you. I feel like you have to do it, man. Like I don't know yeah. why you would make this run. I mean. But I think the Duchesne, like you, like you kind of already said, is is kind of the sign that Columbus is just going to go for this. Yeah. But I, um, I I'm skeptical. Number four on That's the my list. Voice cracks, motherfucker. <laughs> number four on the list. Uh, I, I'll, I'm going to do him and one more person so we can move this along. But uh, to your, to your heart, uh, mm. Wayne Simmons, uh, not having a great year this year. 16, no. Twenty-seven points, three point nine eight cap hit. Uh, but that is going to go up. Uh, you would think, pot, you know, m- maybe double or a little less than double when he gets a contract. Um, um I, thirty years old. What you know, as as a Flyers fan, first of all, uh, how many? You what are you guys? Ten points out of a playoff spot? We are. We are currently seven, actually, because Carolina's got six. Yeah. So this is where it's been interesting. Um. So in our last our last ten, we are uh six three and one. And you know we've gone on a bit of a streak, um, so we're seven points out from wild card. We are uh, it's going to be it's Carolina, um, 
and we're right behind Buffalo, who has 64 points. We have 63. Columbus is 69. Columbus is going to be fighting for that second wild card spot. So we have to get streaky again to do this. But at this point, it, it kind of maybe just tanking is going to be the best option here for the Flyers because right. then it's going to encourage Chuck to make some moves here, um, yeah. especially with Simmons, because Simmons, there is already interest. Um, I had an article up. It seems like. Uh, Boston, Tampa Bay, Nashville, and Winnipeg are four uh, top teams who have apparently uh, at least, I guess, asked about him um, with nothing totally stable yet. I mean, dude, he's going to he's gonna want more money, which is fine. I mean, but it's just not – I don't think it's something the Flyers really want to get into. But, um, sorry, by the way. I think um, the, the Sharks were actually on that list too, but purely as a rental because they would not be able to – I mean, really, no. with all these teams, it'd be a rental because they're not going to be able to afford a new deal. I mean, you said, well, the Sharks and Winnipeg for sure. Yeah, and I said, I said Nashville, Boston, yeah, and Tampa no. Bay. Tampa Bay would be deadly. At that, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, really, with all five of those teams, he would he'd be a rental because they, yep. you know, there's not enough cap space. Like, depending on how much it goes up next season, but yeah, he would he would be a rental. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully, you know, I I, I re- he's gonna walk. I mean, if we don't trade him before Monday, he's going to walk. Um, it, it's going to suck, too. I really don't want him to be in another uniform. I love this guy to no end. He is just as much a flyer as anybody could ever be. Dude will get his hands dirty. He does not care. He throws the hits. He fights. He can score. He can pass. He's good on the power play. I... It's gonna to suck to see him gone, but he's just gonna be asking for too much money, and deservedly so. Like it's not yeah. like he's—it's it's totally out of the question for what he's asking for. Um, and the Flyers have had a very odd season, to say the least. So him having a bad season really doesn't change the the number that he's gonna be asking for, which is gonna be way too much for the Flyers to pay up on. I'm probably gonna cry to see him go. I love this dude so much. <laughs> I I really love this guy. Um, I just at this point, it's you know. I want to see if we're going to let, if he's going to go, let's get something out of him. Yeah. You know, let's get something, even if it's just a couple more prospects in our already stacked fucking pool that we have going on right now. Yeah. Uh, Just give us something for it. Don't let him walk like that. It's going to just, it's going to be a sour taste in everybody's mouth. And everyone's talking now. Simmons might not be traded just because, oh, well, let's keep him now because there's a possibility for a playoff run. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we get into the wild card. Maybe. First of all, long shot. Second of all, it, it, you'd prob- probably first round, you, are dropping. You probably you'd have to play like Tampa in the first round. Yeah, too, seriously. So. Which I am scared of Tampa. <laughs> I am. So. And they, I think they murdered us last week. So yeah, um, um, I, they're good. They're way too good. The the last two guys I just want to talk about is Kevin. Both on the same team. Kevin Hayes and Matt Zuccarello, uh for the New York Rangers. I bring those two up because Darren Dreger um, put a. Uh, tweet out um, not too long ago. A lot of lots of action on veteran New York Rangers forward Matt Zuccarello. High picks or a high pick or a high pick and a prospect is expected in return for him. Um, and then there was also something on Kevin Hayes as well. But um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to mention them because it's it's a possibility that they get dealt with the Rangers being, um, you know, where they are in the. Uh, in the season right now. Um, but yeah, that is the players uh, that, you know, the kind of the top guys you got, obviously it's a, it's a list of 50 they put out every year. Um, 
and uh, Gustav Nyquist on the list, Jimmy Howard, uh, Michael Furland. So a, a lot of guys that could be dealt. Um, I could definitely see. I think Simmons, man, I don't know. This, the Flyers are weird. I think Simmons I, gets dealt. I think Zuccarello and Hayes get dealt. And then as for everybody else, we kind of have to wait and see. But Please, if if you're going to let him walk, just please. Uh, there's, there's, like a, there's like a 5% chance he gets re-signed, too. That's the funny yeah, thing. Like, yeah. it still might happen. I mean, it, it, it would be hard for me to be mad at it, too, but he's going to be paid way too much. Just get to... Yeah. Ah. I hate these situations. I hate them. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, like I said, one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, uh, real quick, uh, I did want to – there's a new injury report out for the NFL. Robert Kraft is officially out for load management. <laughs> 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 Shout out uh, at Joey Langon. Did I say his name? On, on Twitter. Sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> I story has holes in it, seeing as how I thought his load was already gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, holy shit! Breaking news. Uh, what? Oh, oh, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on, Connor hold on. McDa- I got this this time. Connor McDavid. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's hear it. Connor McDavid has been suspended for two games for oh. a legal check to the head of what? defenseman Nicoletti. Oh, what? Whoa. Okay. So, wow. The first I time actually, offender, though, right? Yeah, but it hmm. uh, like you know. It was definitely, it was definitely mm. a panel. Yeah. Let oh, me, I'm, I'm just, I'm watching the video. Um, it's not. See. It was it, an elbow it, to the head, right? Yeah, it was a head. It was a head hit. Mm. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. No, I, I see why. I'm just surprised it was not just a fine for the for a first time offender because usually you see guys get away with a lot, lot worse and get two games. But I, I love the uh, the fucking comments were like, "Isn't being on Edmonton punishment enough?" Yes. <laughs> oh uh, he he's in an interesting spot too. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's move on to our big topics of the week. Some baseball news. And finally, Manny Machado gets signed uh, to the San Diego Padres. 10 years, $300 million deal. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy that it's uh, spring training started today. And, uh, you know, the top two free agents, one just got signed a couple of days ago and one is still out there. Um, and uh, that's a st- kind of a story for another time with how the MLB is, but yeah, Manny Machado signs a 10 year deal. Uh, we actually put a poll, Bernie put a poll up on Twitter about, um, you know, is I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically how he's going to do in his first year as the Padres. And I think if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the majority of the people said that, uh, it's going to be a bad year for him with the yeah, Padres. So I put up four options. I said, uh, so like, how is he going to perform in his first season? I, I, I put up four options, four options, performs like an MVP, puts up all-star numbers. He struggles for a bit or he completely wastes his talent. And with 30, 36% completely wastes, wastes talent one. So, which, yeah. which I thought was a little bit surprising. Uh, on my personal Twitter account, I actually put that he would probably put up all star numbers. I, I, I said I think he would struggle. Okay, a little bit. Yeah, 
I, I don't it would, know. It would just be the nature of this deal, man. He's going to struggle his first year, and then all of a sudden, like, in the middle of his deal, he's going to be the fucking star that they well, signed him for. I, could, I, I just feel like this happens a lot where, like, a, a star player will come to a team and kind of struggle at first, and everybody's like, oh, look at this bum. Look how much. And then, yep. you know. And then they kind of Manny Machado's washed. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they get him there. Now, you know the the Padres have. I think they are. They do have the best farm system in the MLB by far. Yeah, they have. Um, I know Fernando Tatis uh, is uh, you know one of the guys, one of the most promising prospects they have and um i can't remember his first name but oh mackenzie gore a pitching mm. prospect i know they're both highly touted uh so you know maybe not something that clicks right away but san diego padres um you know you never know i i because it's tough you, it, prospects are are just basically magical beans <laughs> um you never know they're gonna pan out, but uh, they they could be a force to be reckoned with. Hopefully soon, man. The Padres, I just feel like have always sucked since like I've started watching baseball. So I don't know, but uh, it, 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 that's not the team I expected him to go to, just because of their current team state. But I guess with the promise of a um really stacked farm system, I guess it does kind of make sense um because then at that point you're building around him and it's not like he's going anywhere for a while so yeah 10 years um, um, yeah t- 10 10 years for god's sake so uh i th- i gotta believe that that definitely helped with his decision um but like i said that is not where i saw him going at all so where did where did you have him going ah uh, chicago Sh- really huh. yeah I it just it, to me it seemed like a, a a good fit, but I guess like I said, the the whole idea of building around him is is um enticing enough for him to go that way. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think I I wouldn't have thought of Chicago, but now that you mention it, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound terrible. I suppose it doesn't mean that because he was always le- uh, leaning that way. It seemed like. Yeah, uh, I was I was kind of th- I, I was kind of thinking it was going to be either um, Philly or New York. Uh, specifically the Yankees, mm-hmm. um, just because you know the Yankees are rumored for everybody in the league. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, but um, I definitely do feel like um, the Padres. Though I I don't know if like maybe he saw like look. The only thing we know is like as as far as we know, like he could carry that team to a World Series this year. But like first reaction, I'm gonna like I, I would personally say not really. I, the Padres would not be my first choice, so they must have like really blown blown him away with more than just the money offer. Well, here's the thing: we talked about this in the NFL a lot, like with AB and Le'Veon Bell. Like, they're those guys are 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 looking to be the star at a franchise, right? That's what these guys are looking for. So, if, say say Manny went to um, the Yankees, he'd be under some people. Like, he would well, not be the guy in that franchise, right? However. You put a Padres uniform on him; he's the guy right now, and all the prospects are going to get built around him. And then, no matter how good they are, just remember that Manny Machado is the one who started this all. I yeah, don't know. and I, I, I will say, like you know, looking at the Padres roster for 2019, that's like, oh, it's literally Manny Machado and then everybody else, and like I, it is a yeah. bunch of young guys. I mean, it they is. have they have Eric Hosmer, who is a good a good player there. He's, he's, um, no, he's no Manny Machado. Oh well, no, <laughs> no, he's not. Of course, no. But, but uh, you know the 
I was actually thinking like Ian Kinsler, maybe there. Right. But like I said, like I said, he's not going like Manny's Manny's not going anywhere. He's here for 10 years. So plenty of time to to develop the prospects, bring them up. And all of a sudden the Padres are going to be killing it in a few years. So, and I I just want to, I just want to be clear. Like if you've got a good farm system, like you're set, like you're set for probably as long as Manny Machado's on the team, because like, yeah, the Braves, um, they lost a bunch of their prospects due to um, basically like an illegal signing by their GM, right? Um, and um, they they're still considered like the second best farm system in Major League Baseball because they have just built so much, and they're only going to keep growing. Like especially with the draft, it's like you know you draft mm-hmm. well, like that's that's the biggest thing, and also. Um, bringing your players up at the right time, so I think you know San Diego looks like they're doing it right. Yeah. So uh, I always, I was always in the mind that I thought Manny Machado was one of the best fielding infielders in the league. I, I mean, he's got two Gold Gloves to his name, but you know, I and, and don't get me wrong, he's he was obviously the best player on that Baltimore team, but that's not hard to do. But mm. when he got <laughs> traded to the Dodgers, I thought he kind of really underperformed like like really underperformed am i gonna wonder if he gave a shit i i mean that he well i'm sorry i'm sorry which player man so manny machado like when he went to the dodgers i thought he really underperformed but i thought you know fielding wise I, i think he's there but i just for some reason like he just seems like a very like he just gets into a lot of slumps it feels like for me and i guess that's for a lot of players but like you know, uh, he did not have a good showing, no. in my opinion, in the, in the postseason. Oh yeah, that was that was terrible. So I mean, you and, see, and, it, yeah. just the way he, like I think I, I think his average was like one eighty one in yeah. the season or one eighty two. Yeah. yeah, and and with I mean the, the 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 thing, it wasn't his play that people were talking about. It was in that World Series. It was him, uh, or in the playoffs rather, it was him stepping on. Um, I forget who the first baseman was, but stepping on his leg Jesus. when going to the yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, oh, I, I forgot by the way that he he agreed to play third base in this deal. Forgot about that by the way. Oh, I was gonna ask that because I was gonna say, I mean, he played third base. Excuse me, obviously in Baltimore, um, mm-hmm. you know, played short with the Dodgers, so that's interesting. Yeah, now, he, I think he barely agreed to play third. By the way, I mean, ask uh, uh, going to the question you asked earlier about who did we think he'd go with i was in the mind and i know i'm from the philadelphia area but everybody should know i'm not a phillies fan i'm a pirates fan but i was in the mind that i actually thought machado and harper would be phillies uh, i still think sense. i still think harper will sign with the phillies but um that was my thing so i mean kind of segueing here uh, what does this mean for Harper? Because you kind of see the money that was dished out for Machado. Um, I mean, I'm assuming he would get almost the same deal, you know, very similar. I think the the offered deal from the, the Phillies, I, I'm not sure about this, but I think it was uh, $300 million over 10 I want to say. Uh-huh. I think it was the same exact deal. Yeah, like, what does this mean for him? Because, um, it, you know... It, it's, it's. I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but it's been a very like bad off season. Like I've just seen the same reports over and over again. Like oh, the Harper, the Phillies are the favorite, blah blah. And then you know this report comes out the other day that the Yankees are still very much in it. So I mean, I guess the question 
for for me is first of all what does this mean for him and where does he go so before we do this can we just talk about for a second how bad this news cycle was throughout this entire oh, yeah. offseason can we just okay well, that's what i was trying let's, to get let's, to. let's 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 get into this real quick all right Holy fuck, this sucked. So why it, it, it got to a point where and, and this is what's making me laugh about this whole thing that even the writers were so tired of this, but they <laughs> had to do it. Like especially the so I follow obviously a lot of the Philly, you know, beat writers, right? And it was at a point where every little thing had to be reported. Every single Instagram comment, every single cryptic tweet that he would do, every single they were following a private jet that went from Vegas to Clearwater and thinking that Harper was on this plane. There was there yeah. was one point, and this was probably my favorite post of the whole thing. One of the beat writers, I'm forgetting his name, I'm sorry. Uh he took he was at I think he was at Clearwater, and he took a picture of a private jet flying by Clearwater. And he, he took a picture, he's like, Who do you think's on it? Like <laughs> something like that. Like he took and oh my god. It's so bad. And I, here's the thing. I'm falling for it because it's it's a big deal. It's going to be a big deal. Like there's the, you know, Machado signing was huge, right? For for the 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 the, the terms, right? And Harper's yeah. about to look like the same thing. And it can mean a huge turnaround for whoever gets them, right? So looking at it now, nationals are seem to be officially out, according to what I read today, is because they apparently haven't heard from Harper in months. Um Padres are out. Not really surprising on that category. So really, that leaves Phillies still appear to be top, even though there was one report yesterday that, and then Brandy linked it to me, um, that saying he was unsure. But again, all these reports that come out are so conflicting because then you have someone else somewhere saying like, "Oh no, he's rounding third with this deal." Like it, it it's, it's. There's, I don't like know, base, bases backwards apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He. I don't know. I, I really don't know. There's so many different reports that it's hard to believe any of them, but it, it's hard for me not to fall for this because it is exciting because the, the, the Phillies legitimately have a shot with him. Um, and the Phillies have already done well in the offseason. So um, th- this would just be this would be this would this would be awesome, to say the least. Well, I mean, it, they already got the best outfielder in the league, Andrew mm-hmm. McCutcheon, this offseason. So it's fine. obviously obviously. I miss him. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, it's funny because I was watching a urinating tree video about Pittsburgh, and he was shitting on McCutcheon for a lot of the end there. Nah, I mean I love them, but yeah. no, I mean like it, it's it's I I I guess he's a league writer. I mean, you guys probably know. Uh, I think his name is John Heyman or something like that. I think he's a dude. Writer. I fucking swear, John Heyman is paid to like tweet by the word. Like shut yeah. the fuck up! <laughs> oh dude. my god, yeah. give us no, some real news. That's <laughs> on, that's what I was trying to get to, like about the news cycle, because he, like this dude was like getting roasted because like <laughs> every day he would just like every like three hours he would tweet something about Harper, and like I kept seeing it on my feed, so I'm like, oh, the, something's actually happening, and nothing has happened, and I'm just like. I literally like blocked this guy because I'm so fucking pissed off. <laughs> like that—that's what I was trying to bring up. Like, then you're right. The news cycle has been so bad, and it'll continue to be bad until mm-hmm. this is done. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, John Heyman yeah. is the like the worst of it. I swear. Even so, without the, even without the Harper saying, I'm gonna try and pay a little more attention to the Phillies this season. Let's see. Let's see how that goes for me. So, like, yeah. You know, if you if you had to pick right now, like where do you guys think he goes? I'm saying it's Philly. Be, it's got to be Philly. Harper. Um, yeah, it, it it's 
it, it's funny that you mentioned that you said the Padres were out. I didn't know that. Uh, well, that was that that came out the day after Machado. I don't know if that's yeah. been updated since, but that's what I got on my phone. And like I said, I, to me, that's not very surprising because I, I, <laughs> I think they would be spending six hundred million in the same offseason. Well, so I'm I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a tweet from Jared Diamond, which says AJ Preller was asked if the Padres might still be on, in on Harper. Uh, he said a lot of words, none of them remotely d- denied it. So they I, could still I, be. I did see a report, and I don't know who it was from, but I know it was from somebody close to the league that said that because I guess a lot of people were assuming that they were out, and they basically said not necessarily, but you know, it, yeah. I guess it would be tough. So honestly, like just I don't know. It's hard to pick against the Phillies just just because like that's what all the rumors have been saying. I'm seeing I'm seeing the the Padres saying they're not ruling it out. I. Okay, maybe they're not ruling it out, but I don't see it. Uh, right. I really, I think they're the. I don't know. Huge I, I, underdog. I'm gonna leave this as. I, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't really know who's who's gonna sign with. It, I guess. If, I guess if I had to gamble, I'd probably pick the Phillies, but I would do it extremely hesitantly. It, but. Uh, he can it, still I, he can still squeeze a little more money out of the long term deal, right? Three hundred's not the total cap, right? Uh, well, that's what I was asking earlier, and I'm not sure. I thought, I, I thought, and I could be wrong on this, that a player could sign for no more than $31 million a year, but I, 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 I don't know. Um, but I mean, like I said, I would assume it's going to basically resemble Machado's deal. Uh, now, Brundy, I got I have to ask this question: Is your Bryce Harper to the Braves? Uh, still? No, Bryce Harper is still going to the Braves. That's my pick. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, it that's had to it be. right there. You guys yeah. got it, dude. I'm just saying, why watch Bryce Harper just sign with Tampa Bay? <laughs> like <laughs> he no. must really just love the sun. It's just because uh, he doesn't want to move, dude. The, the Tampa plays in a dome. That's oh god. I don't. Tampa's the worst fucking. He's uh, gonna sign with the Marlins, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I just really dude, like a Rod. Derek, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Derek Jeter literally doesn't like wouldn't spend a plane ticket to go see fucking Harper. There's no way he's signing them. Dude, like, the NL East would be super competitive if that were the case. I, I think I would actually have a heart attack if he signed with the Marlins because <laughs> oh my fucking god, that would turn his whole fucking league upside yeah. down. Dude, imagine like all four hundred fans that come to the game, like see <laughs> no. Bryce Harper front and center. No. You know what's funny is because they'll sell out the first week. Like they will, their seats will be sold out the first week of the regular season, and then all of a sudden they realize, oh wait, that's literally it, and then <laughs> they'll stop. But the Dude, ticket prices won't change because, oh hey, look, we have Bryce Harper. It's like going to look at a statue. Tyler, you you trash the Pirates a lot. Have have you seen what the Marlins have done ever since uh, Derek Jeter? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, my, my God. Sorry, I was just gonna say, I think my. Uh, pick, uh, you know, I don't think we were doing the show. Well, we definitely weren't doing the show when the MLB season happened, but I, I said the worst team in the league would be the Marlins. The second worst team would be the Pirates. Um, it didn't end up happening like that, but yeah, I, they're all in the same fucking... Their their owners just don't want to spend money. It's... Fu- oh, God. I, I just... Uh, so, or okay. trade it all away. So yeah. why... So how are you an owner, right? And I, I listen, I get rich people don't want to spend their fucking money, but... What, what what were you hoping to get just by owning the franchise? Just the revenue? Like what what are you trying to do? 
Like at yeah. some point, like especially if you're owning the Marlins, who you know, from my understanding, ticket sales are nowhere near where they, they should be. They literally get 39 people to come to their game. I'm pretty sure they get negative attendance. Like so, so, so then what is he making money from? Is there's nothing kicking him in the ass and being they like, have to pay uh, people to come to the game? Maybe I need, yeah. maybe I need to bring somebody in. Like. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's such a terrible. That's a weird concept to me. That's just a weird concept to me. You you own a baseball team. Um, I would think if you were somewhat considered for the for the buyout, you would know a little bit about baseball, right? Like, well, I, I you would. Th- I mean, it's a first you would one, think. It's Derek Jeter, so he right. obviously he Derek, Derek Jeter and Michael Jordan, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Which That's a lot of people don't realize Michael Jordan actually is a part owner of the Marlins. Matt, remember when it was supposed to be Jeb Bush? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anybody remember that? Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, it's, it, it's such a shame too because that stadium they have there is one of the best. Isn't it the gorgeous? League. Isn't it, it gorgeous? Great. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh my god. Um. What? Why are we yeah. clapping, Brandy? Why are we? <laughs> that that's a Jeb Bush thing. Please clap. Oh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> please clap. I did. Uh, please. Clap. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I think either way, either way, it kind of brings this back full circle. It shouldn't happen that Manny Machado just got signed a few days ago, and his spring training has start started, and Bryce Harper's not signed. Right. Like I said, that's kind of a story for another time, but it's crazy to me. Um, well, so, hopefully soon. Well, so okay, so let's let's do some early predictions, and we all seem to be pretty uh, set that he's that Harper's going to be a Philly, right? But let's do the same poll we did with Machado right here on the show. So, what do we think he's gonna he's gonna immediately be all that in a bag of chips, or do we think he's gonna struggle? What, what do you think? Like if, if it's Bryce it, Harper it, to the Phillies, if it's yeah. Bryce Har- if it's Bryce Harper to the Phillies right now, since we're all pretty set that I, Brandon, you did say the Phillies, right? So, um, I, I I mean I said the Philly the Phillies, but like I I would probably you know I, I'm not betting all my money. Okay, so. Let, let's just assume since we all have that as our top pick that Bryce Harper goes to the Phillies. Let's say he's already signed, right? So is he going to be the player he's supposed to be, or are we going to see what, what everyone seems to be predicting about Machado that he's going to struggle? I I would say he's not he's not going to be like amazing, amazing, but I, I think he could do very, very well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wouldn't say he's going to be like the best player in the league or something, but like I would mm-hmm. say that he could potentially be an all-star maybe i would say maybe a little less than like all-star uh like i guess all-star level i guess mm-hmm. but like very close to it where he probably mm-hmm. would make the all-star team mm-hmm. so i'm gonna disagree with you there i don't think bryce harper like if bryce harper gets in the all-star game it's gonna it's gonna be because the fans voted him in bryce harper got the in John the 20- Scott of the play of the All Star game. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Harper got in the 2018 All Star game with a 219 batting average. I mean, like, dude, you're trash. I did that. I mean, that get, it's because the fucking uh, All Star game was in Washington. Like, dude, I, dude, I don't care where it's being held. Bryce Harper is like probably. <laughs> get ready on the piping hot take. <laughs> uh, oh God, jeez, hold on, I'm fucking ready. Let's go. Yeah, he, Bryce, he couldn't even get it out. Right. <laughs> Bryce Harper is like the most overrated in Major League Baseball player, the most overrated Major League Baseball player right now. <laughs> he had he had one good season, one MVP, and that's it. I mean, 
I, I need some numbers. Hold on one well, second. Keep talking. You know, let, let, let's just, let me say this. After the season he just had, is he worth $300 million? No. no. But it's because it's fucking Bryce Harper. Well, I know I know it's it's Bryce Harper because he won MVP once. <laughs> and yeah. rookie, Okay, and Rookie of the Year. I'll give him Rookie of the Year. Uh, All right, so I'm looking at, and this is to, according to baseball reference. Um, he's he, since 2012, he's had the following uh, batting averages 270, 274, 273, 330, 240. That was his MVP season. Yep, 319 and 249. And it's projected to have a 265 to wherever he signs. Uh, That's generous. This season. So um, he also. He did tally 34 uh, home runs, which is his second best um, on a season. He's a power hitter for sure. He is. Yeah, he's no. a power hitter, but I don't think he, overall he's that great of a player. I think he's. I think he's like, pretty good defensively. I'll give him that. Off, like offensively, I just feel like he's like above average and nothing else. I think I'll the say. idea is also like remember he's not that old. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's 26. I, I, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah he's 26. Gotta, so the idea is that he's going to pick it up. Right, I mean, like which it, is what I think uh, it's all hyping around. I mean, it's it's Machado and Harper are very similar, and the fact that I mean they literally got drafted the same year and right. uh, and are the same age. They're very similar. Just one plays infield, one plays outfield. But like the more I think about it, the more I would say that I think the best fit for him, I feel like, would be Philly, just because of what they kind of have going on there. Yeah. Um, and, I, and man, it would be something too. Obviously, been on the same division as the Nationals. Like, what's the reception going to be like when he comes mm. back to Washington? It'll be. It, it would be very interesting uh, for sure. So, I, so who's more like? So who's more likely to win? Like some like a crown? You know, probably Machado, right? A triple crown? Yeah, you know. What I, yeah. So yeah. like you know, highest average, most home yeah. runs. Yeah, you you cut out for a second there. Um, yeah, I, it's good to cut out. Um, I. Out of Harper and Machado, I would. I'm actually. I would lean Harper. I honestly. Wow. I, 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 you know, and I might be in the minority here. I, I, I kind of think Machado's actually overrated offensively. Like defensively, don't get me wrong. He's one of the best third base, third baseman shortstop in the league. But I feel like offensively, he's a, a little bit overrated. Hmm. Mm, That's just wow. piping in. All right, we both got okay. I had the piping hot take. <laughs> oh, yours was definitely piping. Yours my, is borderline I, I, cold, my friend. <laughs> I can, def- I can I, look. I mean, is he overrated in some sense? I would agree with that. But the most overrated, you know, in I, baseball I, right now. I'm. It's tough because I can't really think of anybody off the top of my head that I would compare. He's good. Like, you know, it's, you know it's funny. It's because nobody else is being talked about right now. Well, that's true. And and again, it's tough to say what he did last year warrants what the money they're talking about. Like I can't even defend that because it doesn't. Right. But you have to go off what he is capable of and what his potential is, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of what you have to go off of. And and hey, man, like this guy won the MVP and be like, hey, maybe he can do that again. I yeah. guess that's you know that's why the money, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I said, hopefully he gets signed soon, um, and we can stop fucking talking. Come to Philly already, for God's sakes! And, and fucking John Hammond can stop tweeting aimlessly. Um, all right, He's let's like skipping uh, away, man. Let's move on to uh, in case you missed it, Brandy. 
Uh, all set and ready to go. Let's 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 hear it. What 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 have I missed this week? All right. Well, you've 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 missed some pretty good news. Uh, so, as you guys know, uh, Nintendo, very popular uh, gaming company. Uh, yes. So, never, uh, never really. Well, you you should look into that. So, <laughs> so so just recently, the the president of Nintendo has actually stepped down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce his name. I want to say Reggie. I'm just going to call him Reggie. <laughs> Good old Reg, and he's been, he's been around for a while, right? Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the you know the Nintendo president Reggie has decided to step down, and he's already he's already named a new president. Uh, I, I believe the transition will occur in April. That's according to uh, Business Wire. Uh, so the next president that will uh, that will take his place is a guy by the name of Doug Bowser. Yep. <laughs> So the guy's last name is Bowser. Yeah, no joke. And I and I I just want you guys to take a look at the first uh, picture that I got of Doug Bowser. Uh, Take a look. What what what's in the background? Oh God! (laughs) (laughs) Take a look. Take a look at Mario and Luigi. There, you know he he got into this company knowing exactly what he was doing. My favorite, by the way, is that it's actually a GameCube controller that he's wrapped the wrapped around too. <laughs> My God! So, so that, for those who uh, who may be listening with no visual, I'll put it on the YouTube video. But maybe for those listening on Spotify and iTunes, um, it's basically uh, new president Doug Bowser holding, a, smiling, holding a sign saying "Thank you for the warm welcome." But in the background, on what appears to be a couple of shelves, where he has a bunch of, like a plushy kind of things, he has Mario and Luigi wrapped back to back with a GameCube controller. <laughs> They look like you're tied up like you're in a saw trap or something. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I I just want to point out the the announcement of his hiring uh, has actually been really interesting because apparently sales for the Nintendo Switch have already skyrocketed uh, and is also um, also sales for Animal Crossing New Leaf specifically have Mm. have taken a uh, taken a spike. You, you uh, can't make that up, though. Come no. On now. Oh, no. <laughs> no. You, 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 you just had to think, like, you're next in line for, you know, the, he's, he was thinking about this, like, I'm, oh, this geez. guy's last name is going to be Bowser. <clears throat> that had yep. to have, dude, that had to have been, like, at least some of the reason why, like, they considered him, because he's like, this guy's name is literally Bowser. Like, we <laughs> had to consider it's him. The be- it's the best PR move ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And according to it's worked. Uh, According to the Washington Post, Nintendo didn't immediately respond to questions about whether this Bowser breathes fire. So so we'll we'll have to see, uh, you know, maybe maybe, uh, Bowser can take Nintendo into the right direction. Can I just say that Nintendo just, I swear, they had had to be one of the most fun companies to talk about. Because there's like, I mean, yes, they have their issues like every company does, but like the fact that like a new president coming in is basically a joke is pretty fucking funny. The fact that reporters are asking if Bowser breathes fire and they have a response ready for that. Like, that's just perfect to me. I love this company. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. 
It, it's it. it I, I hope I hope that uh, everything goes well for Bowser and future Nintendo, and uh, <laughs> hopefully they can uh, keep the uh, you know the memes coming. <laughs> that was Nick oh, yeah, Bowser, man. by the way. Cheers to Bowser. <laughs> Cheers to Bowser. So this is this is a story that uh, we didn't we couldn't really fit into the uh, the main section of the of the podcast, but apparently something that the gaming community can basically all agree on is that microtransactions, like loot boxes, supply drops, whatever kind of drops, they suck ass. Uh, yeah, you're basically paying money. To, <laughs> you're basically paying money to go, to not get anything. Zach is the calm before the storm right now. By the yeah. way, <laughs> yep. <laughs> So, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 next big content drop is called Operation Grand Heist, and it brings loot boxes back to the series. Uh, so, it currently does not contain any weapons, uh, but it it will eventually, uh, eventually at some point it will, which was the case of Black Ops 3 in Advanced Warfare. Um, and this is a game that's already... Um, takes $50 for a season pass that Mm. you could very quickly spend your COD points on already. Mm. So I have to ask, why would Black Ops 4 do this? So money horse. Okay. So um, the one thing I got to guess about the loot boxes though, is it, is it going to, is it just cause it's just cosmetics again, right? So okay. Yeah. If if it stays that it, it, way, it, it it brings the uh, blackjack uh, shop back from Black Ops oh, Three. Fucking hell. Okay. Um. It, if you, I, I if hate you know what that is. Fuck, I yeah I do. I hate these fucking things. Um. Doesn't also doesn't Black Ops Four also have like a version of Battle Pass as well? Uh yes it does. Okay I have so, it. So why then are they putting this in the goddamn game? So. I guess my question then becomes, okay, so then does loot boxes, the whatever rewards you get out of the, you get the rewards out of the battle pass, right? Like you get like similar to how Fortnite does it. Right. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. So if it does work that way, so does that mean you can just kind of get those same rewards from one loot box? Is that, is that, is that the thought here? So I, I so I'm just so I, I'm gonna say I, I'm I, I really I'm really not sure, but I will say with um, World War II, World War II probably had the worst supply drop system that I've ever seen. Yeah, it was terrible mm. because <laughs> they had the fucking like a hundred pistol grips, which you yeah. could which you could still get, and like they'd be duplicated, and like like you you would get like a little bit of your of your um like uh points or whatever back. I don't know what they were called. I forget what they were called in there. Yeah. Um, credits or, or yeah, yeah, I think that one credits. Yeah. Uh, you get a little bit of your credits back mm-hmm. for getting a duplicate, right. but not, but not a whole lot. And it, it's it's so stupid too because like you you know you see like this this card with like an, a cool background like oh shit I'm getting a heroic item pistol grip. Mm-hmm. It's like wow great. And so I I mean I hate these things. I've always come out against these these, these things. Um. <sighs> I just I really don't understand what they were willing to what they were trying to accomplish with loot boxes because for most of their the game's life cycle so far they've had everything going right for them um uh, but until recently I've saw I've started to see people start turning on this game uh for reasons that I'm not really aware of but I mean what were they trying to do because I mean they don't need what it was not in there to begin with. What do you need in there now for? You know what I mean? Like it just, you just fucking put in league play for God's sake. So obviously your priorities were straight. Uh, 
I don't I just don't understand this move. I really don't. And everybody's pissed off. Nobody likes this idea. Literally nobody likes this. Zach, what are all. your Zach, what are your thoughts on microtransactions? Specifically when the COD franchise. Well, I mean, just for any game, honestly, it's not just COD, but but you know, I'm already paying sixty dollars for a game, and when I pay when I'm paying that price for one game, I'm expecting to get a full game. I don't want to have to pay any more to enjoy the game. I should right. $60, I should enjoy it at face value. I don't want to have to spend any so, more money on it. So I, so I, okay, so that brings up a question I have. So let's take a game like The Sims. Mm. You know, you pay, a, you pay like $40 for The Sims. Like you get the full game, or you don't get the full game, but you get, you know, you can play the game. Mm. But like The Sims, you know, they have expansion packs. You know, they, you, know, you pay 10 or $15 and you get like a, you know, a bunch of new content. Right. What, what do you think about something like that, though? I think that's different because I was going to refer back to Black Ops 2 when you could buy like camo packs and stuff like that. Like, I mean, so, first mm-hmm. of all, shout out to Black Ops 2 camos. Those pack, those those camos were yeah, the best. bar none the best. Black um, Ops 1, though, had the best gold. No, I doubt. will agree with that. Absolutely. Nope, I'm with you. Um, it's a little bit different because then it becomes... It, the issue with the loot boxes comes from the fact that it's practically gambling. And you're getting you're giving like eight year olds the ability to gamble on these boxes. So you pay two dollars for a loot box and a loot box will give you four commons, right? Like nothing, nothing to give you back. And then there's certain math involved for the chances that you can get epics or legendaries or whatever, whatever the game is calling them. And people will put tons of money into that. Whereas, say it's like a camo pack or expansion pack. It's like, look, the pack, you're getting this, this, this and this. If you want it. Here's the price. If you don't want it, cool. Enjoy the rest of your game. Like, that's it. That's all it is. And I think I, that's a little more, I guess, moral <laughs> than the, the loot boxes and a little bit your money's worth because you know what you're getting. You can decide whether or not it's worth your money or not. Whereas the loot boxes, it's always going to be, a, you know, a throwing a dart. Right. And I agree with that. And the and DLC is. I would, it, you're right in saying that it's not a gamble. And DLC mm-hmm. also leaves room to add more to the game later on that they may not necessarily have thought of at you know on release day. Mm-hmm. Like think about all the stuff like GTA Five per se has yeah. added since it released. Yeah, you have to you have to keep the game interesting for its life cycle, right? I mean, GTA Five is what on its sixth year, I think. Yeah, it's going into year number six this year. Yeah, so you they're would, updating it all the time, right? So and like, imagine GTA Five never having any updates and just being the same game as it was on release. Everyone I would, I would, I would have already had it uninstalled. Right, exactly. So you have to keep the game, especially for a game that only has a year life cycle, like Call of Duty. You have to keep it somewhat entertaining, right? You have to. So I don't have a problem with map packs. I'll buy them. I don't have a problem with those types of those types of packs. But it's because I know what I'm getting. I want those extra maps. I like your game enough to give you just a little bit of extra money it is absurd that i'm already paying 60 dollars for the game itself and then paying what 10 dollars a map pack like it used to be right. you know it, yes it's a lot of money but if i like your game enough and you're continuously supporting the game i will support you i will support the devs but I, w- I will not do is gamble on these stupid little cosmetic items for whatever how much it costs for a pack of crates and it's just not worth it man it just isn't and it was like when I got into Hut on, on NHL for a little while. I never put a single penny into it, but there are people who are putting hundreds of dollars into it, and then next year they do it all over again. 
it, yeah, it's I mean, so strange to me. I, I would never put a dime into HUD. No, I played it pretty pretty religiously for almost a year. Was it 17? I think I did it on. But you can and grow your team without buying anything. You can, but you can, but to a certain degree, right? Like I definitely had my my few uh you know high 80s low 90s players and obviously the 99 john scott that they threw out which was fucking funny but yeah. um if i were to buy packs i bet you i'd have like the stacked like 99 overall everywhere lineup but i wasn't gonna do that because then it wouldn't transfer over to the next game and it would just seem like a waste of money at the time you know what i mean yeah like, i know i never really got into hud just because of that no. like it's no, I pl- I played it religiously for one year because of what it, the concept's cool. The concept's really cool. I just I never wanted to put a dime into it because again the card packs were always a gamble. I say that though, acknowledging that I'll still go to the store and buy a pack of hockey cards if I have some extra dollars lying around. But I think that to me is a little bit different. I think there's a difference though between microtransactions and additional content. Like yeah, because like in the Ultimate Team series and the EA games, like it's like basically pay to play like that. Mm. I don't agree with like, but if you're paying for additional content, like where it's not affecting mm. whatever, like again, cosmetics now, like there was a story that, and I think it like went all the way that, um, you know, we were talking about earlier about like, basically it's gambling with like the, like the loot boxes and stuff like mm. in Belgium, they actually banned it um, from did. FIFA 19. Uh, well, the FIFA series mm. uh, basically because it is like gambling and, mm. you know, illegal <laughs> like it, in, it, in certain countries. It, it never made any sense. And someone brought up on someone on Reddit brought up a good point about, um, um, about uh, Activision, Treyarch, et cetera, you know, making these games. So EA has been notorious for this kind of thing. We know this. Um, but here's the thing. EA has started slowly to clean up the act a little bit after what happened with Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. Treyarch, Activision, whoever, has not experienced such a travesty yet. So what it's going to take for them to stop doing this, because no one's going to ever stop buying these crates. As much as in an ideal world where everybody says they hate them, there are people out there buying these fucking crates. It, it's just, it's, yeah. it, you can't stop it. So what's going to have to happen is that they're going to have to make the worst possible move with these loot crates as possible. Like you can't access certain game modes unless you buy a loot crate with that game mode in it or something stupid like that. And once that happens, they'll realize, oh, hey, maybe this wasn't an actually a good idea. We should put our money into uh, developing better map packs and better game modes. Hell, even new game modes. I'll buy new you know, expansion packs that introduce new stuff, new takes on zombies or whatever it is. I'll buy that shit, but tell me what I'm getting. Don't fucking throw me a box. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, I never liked these things. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of the battle pass better, but not by much because like I said, I, I play rocket league a lot. Um, and I, I, I keep considering buying the rocket pass each time. So I don't know. I don't what know. the like fuck? I said, I, th- I think there's a kind of difference, but, Anyway, um, well, I, I just want to. So I'm I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to be as quick as I can on this on this last one. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, basically, ESPN announced their 2019 World Series of Poker TV schedule. Yay! Um, so it'll be taking place July 3rd to the 16th. Ooh, okay. um, and I, I just had a curiosity. I went on WorldSeriesOfPoker.com and looked at all the events. I'm curious. Um, it's specifically for, um, well, I guess for all of you guys, but what, you know, w- would you guys say, like, you probably, like, looking at all these lists of games, um, 
what 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 do you think you you would have the best chance of winning a bracelet at? Uh, probably probably any like limit hold'em kind of game, I would assume, right? Oh uh, no, I, I can't play limit. I gotta play. Or, no limit. Sorry, not limit. I don't know why I said that. Uh, yeah. no, no limit hold'em. Yeah, I I I mean, I've I've never fully played Omaha. I know how to. Um, I but I don't think I'm any good at it right now. I'm gonna have to spend a lot more time on it. But I I definitely think I have a good grasp of hold'em to at least compete. Um. I don't think I'll make any final tables or get in the money at any of these bracelet events by any means, not anytime soon. But eventually, I feel like I can get there at No Limit Hold'em. Yeah, that right. would be that would be mine. And sure. for those who don't know what Omaha is, it's basically the same thing as Texas Hold'em, except you get four cards instead Omaha, of two. Omaha, sit. Omaha, sit. Sorry, yeah. I had to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I I know I know I know a few other games that like a um some like some people don't know how to play. Like my favorite game is probably Raz. But mm-hmm. I, I can never play it because no one else knows how to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, See, I haven't learned that game yet. Well, it, it's it's basically like the exact opposite of stud. You try to get mm-hmm. like you try to basically get the wheel. Mm-hmm. So like the worst the worst possible hand in poker wh- where straights and flushes don't count against you. So like mm-hmm. a, a non wheel straight basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that's uh, and and like if you pair like you like that's bad. I'm also in, I'm also in like a poker dry spell right now because I can't play while I'm in college, so I've gone like a month without playing. It's Don't driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, is, dude, is online gambling so is online gambling illegal in your state? Straight up, yes. Wow. Well, Not, so like, even even like Bovada. Yeah. So well, that's that's the thing. So here, it's it's always a tricky, very gray area thing. So according to law, yet. Yeah, um, Online gambling is technically legal. However, there are no recorded arrests for people who have. Oh, so wow. it's one of those things where it's like I probably could get away with it, but I'm not going to try it because I'd be that dumbass who somehow gets caught. Not to mention, I'm also in a, I'm also in a, you know, I'm in a school facility, so yeah, you know, they might even end up blocking it. But um, no, and I, you know, I'm from New Jersey originally, but I go to school in Maryland. So in Jersey, I'm going to, you know, I can play on PokerStars all day and not have a problem because it's obviously legal and regulated over there. But here in Maryland, it's not. Right. So. And I've seen I've seen you stream some of your attempts. Sometimes you have some pretty good runs. So. I, I had a really good run in the first time I ever played where I ended up winning like a hundred some dollars in, in a uh, free in roll. In a free roll, yeah. In a free roll, which was very, very good. And I went heads up and I ended up blowing it there. But it was still a good run. I have okay runs. I just, you know. Yeah, I have a lot to work on, but anyway, keep going. Uh, Zach, I know, I know you. Uh, you play Texas. Is that like, is that like your main go-to game? Texas Hold'em. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the main one that I play. I mean, just get all Texas Hold'em. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like it's not legal here, but I mean, mm-hmm. we have. I mean, we'll have a group of eight to ten people that'll like basically plays friendly bets against each other obviously we're not betting like you know big bucks but i, I was gonna say how, was gonna how many say... people do you play with i forgot what'd you say i mean usually i mean it can be anywhere from like five people to ten people yeah exactly. i gotta so get have on a weekly basis time yeah i it, it's funny maryland because when looking doing the research to see if i could play because i if i could make a decent penny off of it it uh, they literally just legalized not even a few years ago home games. Like it, it was they were technically illegal for a long time. So it, it's really bad over here. I mean, there, there's, um, there's legislation that's been proposed, and there's, there's talk of allowing it because they added a new casino a few years back, and they're starting to 
uh, pass some laws in terms of like horse racing and sports betting and stuff like that because sports betting has been taking a huge leap in recent recent years. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I did want to mention that real quick because it's terrible in Maryland. All right, we will, all right, yeah, we're going. Move on, boys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, this is, doesn't warrant warrant breaking news, but uh, Eagles legend Cody Parkey has been cut by the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, of course he did. I mean you just can't you can't miss that kick and not expect to have your and, and expect to have Is your he the guy that did he win a Super Bowl with the it. Eagles last season and then he got traded and No no, no Jake Elliott was their kicker then. Oh okay. Yeah. He still is the kicker. He, he used to kick for the Eagles. He did. He did he got cut, yeah. Yeah. Um anyway. Um, sorry, yeah. I should have that. Uh last topic here and we are running long, so I'm going to say we're going to try to run through it fast, but you never know with us either way. It's a podcast. Who cares? Um, so Zion Williamson, the face of college basketball and the face of fucking ESPN because they can't stop talking about him. Uh, <laughs> it's like Ben Simmons all over again. <laughs> oh, my God, is. man. Uh, 30 really? seconds into the biggest, you know, probably the biggest game. Well, I don't know. The Virginia game is a big game, too, but one of the biggest games of the year for Duke at this point in the season, 30 seconds in, uh, Zion has the ball, goes to make a cut, and his shoe literally explodes. It's one of the uh, weirdest clips I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It literally exploded off of his foot. I, I mean, you know, I know everybody talks about, like, how, like, Zion basically is a freak of nature, but, like, you literally seen as he was cutting, like, the power that he so, was cutting with. So, right? it was it like that clip with uh, Manu Ginobili and his shoe? It, like, it... It, no, it honestly, if anyone if anyone knows what I'm referring to, I I, I I I do, but it's it was like weird, like watching it from a certain angle. It literally looked like his shoe exploded before like he even touched the ground. Like that's how much force it looked think like of, he was. Do, think using. of a t-shirt cannon. That's basically <laughs> what ha- what his shoe looked like coming off of his foot. <laughs> it like really it did. literally it exploded. Right, let me let me look at this clip. Just and all so he was doing way. was he was turning. Like he was he was on yeah. his foot. He picked up the ball and he turned and took a step and then. Just fucking blew up on his foot. Did you hear that Nike lost like a billion dollars because of that? Yeah, I yeah. mentioned what you even said. That's probably like nothing to them. That's but pretty that's stupid, still... honestly. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, how big is Zion Williamson? He, oh my god, he's, he's a freak. He's, I, I mean, I assume he's a large person, like six uh, seven two six eight, well over six feet. Six yeah, seven two six eight, I think. Yeah, it's he's like six. Oh, that's oh loud. and by Sorry. the way, in case you don't forget, he's 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 eighteen. By the way, six. Oh yeah. If, if you he's haven't 18. heard, you know, if you haven't heard by every fucking body ever, he is six seven two eighty four. Okay, I was close. That's a big man. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> if a guy that size makes a cut like that, he's gonna, you know, destroy a shoe. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Especially a Nike shoe. Oh. The the result of this is uh is a day is what is being called a day to day sprain. Mm. Um, but you know. We weren't going to talk. We were thinking about cutting this, but we're not going to cut it. We're going to talk about it. Um, wow. which has, I'm making an executive decision. No, oh my uh, God. Because it's a big Kid point. No, no, no. It, look, it really is. It's a big point. Like, because a lot, this has opened up a lot of discussion, especially, you know, with everybody seeing this clip. And, and uh, you know, it, if it happens to somebody else that's not named Zion, does it maybe get this much traction? I don't know. But. It's the whole scenario of, first of all, should he sit out for the rest of the season? Um, because, uh, you know, there's really nothing. He's going to be the number one pick this year. 
there's nothing for him to play for, and which opens up the next discussion, which is, you know, it's it's talked about a lot, but um, it needs to continue to be talked about. Uh, should college athletes be paid? Um, now, th- this is a very ironic thing that this happened now, because just before the game, uh, there was a report that came out about the ticket prices for this particular game between North Carolina and Duke. Uh, which was rivaled the cost of a Super Bowl ticket this year. Um, so if you you know wanted to go to the game, uh, you would be spending about twenty five hundred dollars for the cheapest ticket uh, in the stadium. Um, oh my is, god! Which is just shy of what you'd be paying for the cheapest ch- ticket of the Jesus Super Bowl. Jesus Christ! Sorry. Now the uh, the the ticket that was sold for the most was ten k, a little over ten k. Um, for a college basketball game where the players are not getting paid, um, and of course, like I said, this opens up a whole big thing. But you know, let me let's start with this. If you're Zion Williamson, you come back and play this year. No, why would I need to? <sighs> I, I think I think the 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 thought is always whenever this discussion happens is like, let's say he uh, Duke wins a national championship in the tournament this year. Um, that might bump up his potential value money-wise. Um, just m- not enough, I'll say that. Probably not enough to warrant it, but if he wanted that little extra boost, a little extra spec on his resume, he could do it. But, like, I feel like it's almost like team... Uh, like, if if I'm, if I'm, I don't know, the Knicks, the Suns, any of the teams that are at the bottom of the league right now, if I'm any of those teams, I am, like, fucking calling him and be like, you better not fucking play the rest of this year because like you risk an injury in college when you're gonna be the number one pick, like that might affect your NBA career. Like I'm not chancing that. And and, th- and think about it, like that's exactly what um they're doing in football too. Like football too. They're like skipping bowl yeah. games. Christian McCaffrey well, is a good example of that. Well first of all, that is a that the bowl games are a completely different thing just because a lot of them don't even fucking matter. So yeah. you know, at least this is a national still, championship. I know, I know, I understand what you're saying and I agree with it. I'm just saying like the bowl games though are a little bit easier to skip than a freaking national championship most of the time because, you know, they don't the, the Duke would currently be a one seed, by the way. Yeah, du- that's the thing. And that's the other thing. Duke is 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 a contender. And this is another thing I want to point out too. He's a like I said earlier, he's 18, right? This is his first year. And he might just, you know, he's he's a kid, man. He might just want to make sure he's proven himself to the fullest degree, even though his agent's probably telling him, like, dude, stop. Like, stop what I you're mean, doing. Sit. Th- this stop. Is, stop. <laughs> this is exactly like the same situation what is going on with college football with uh um, Nick Bosa, who's probably going to be the number one pick. I mean, he got injured and did sit out the rest of the season hmm. for Ohio State. And you know, could if he was there, does Ohio State maybe, um, you know, not get blown out by Purdue and they win that game and then they're in the playoffs and competing for a national title? Like it's all, it, you know, at, at some point. Uh, it's hard for me to say this without like it sounding fucked up. But like, oh my Zion, gosh! Sorry, <laughs> you're good. Does Zion really care about Duke? Like, really? He's he he was just in high school last year. He's only going to Duke because you know it's the the biggest. To do. Yeah, it's it's fucking Duke. It's 
that's college basketball heaven. And he's supposed to go to college to play basketball. I mean, but does he really like care if they like? I just don't feel like he cares if they win or not. Like, because he knows he's going to be the number one pick in the league. But I don't think it's really part of the question, though, because it's about building his own resume. But I mean, he's, it's already built. He's going to be the number one pick. Sure, but you know, it, it. I I know it's maybe not worth much, but I mean, a national championship is nothing to sneeze at, even if it's even if it's something he really didn't need to do. You know, it's like that extra little, um, I guess push through that would be there to be like, hey man, yeah, I'm the real deal. I carried Duke essentially to a national championship in my first year. Well, him and R.J. Barrett, right? Yeah, they yeah, might no, go say, one and two. I say essentially. I say essentially. I know yeah. he's there, but you know he's he's like Tyler said. He's the face of ESPN and basically anything that covers college basketball. So, <laughs> you know, the fact that he it would just be the story that would get him all the media attention and all the money in the world, man. I mean, but I I I, I fully agree that he probably should just sit down and just kind of wait it out. But um, if we're talking about if he really cares about Duke, I mean, I'm sure every player in some way, even if they're one year removed um, from high school. Cares about the college at least a little bit. I mean, for God's sake, I mean, they're giving him money. And we'll get to this in a second. They're basically giving him money scholarship-wise to play basketball for nothing, right? So he's got to, and he's got to respect the legacy at least a little bit. He's got to respect the time he had there. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, he's only there because it's what he's supposed to do. And he knows that he's got a, a very bright NBA future ahead of him. So, so, so quick question. Okay. What, what classes do you think Zion Williamson is taking right now in school? Uh, I get, uh, beginners walking. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> like this is what here's I'm saying. Thing. Yeah, here's the thing. So, and you got to I recommend. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Go watch John Oliver's uh, piece on his show last week tonight on HBO. He did a whole piece regarding the NCAA and and athletes being paid. And they they cited a lot of interviews where they asked athletes like, what classes did they take? um and whatever and it's like languages that are not even like spoken really anywhere like it yeah. like these way offset languages that they would take um and it would be the easiest pass like ever and that's probably what he's dealing with because why would it matter like because uh, like, here's the thing like he fails all his classes right now right does it even matter I, 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 well i mean he's got to keep something to stay on the team like yeah like i, I know there's there's that. regulations for that but so I shouldn't say fail, but I know he's probably not putting in a hundred percent effort. A hundred percent, no. Yeah, I, I well, and I don't blame him, and I don't blame him. No, and I don't either. Like I said, I just don't think uh, this. Uh, I, we and I, I think we talked about this, uh, you know, when it was proposed, and I think it was over the summer about how, how the the NBA is basically going to be paying guys at high school a hundred k to play. Uh, in the, I don't know if it's the, I can't remember if it was the G League or, excuse me, some league like that. But then the NBA just proposed a rule uh, for the age limit to be nineteen, uh, eighteen, excuse me, instead of nineteen in the NBA. Right. Um, which so, basically means guys could potentially come out of high school and play in the NBA. Well, so and Brendy mentioned that the the rule still exists for one year out of high school, but and like I said, it's one, and I want to expand on this real quick. It um. This is the first step to making it so that there's another path besides college, which for people like Zion would make a little bit more sense because imagine if that rule was in place where he didn't have to be one removed from high school. He could easily just either one, get drafted right out of high school and then go to a team or he could go to a developmental league for a year or two 
and in like a G League and get paid for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think this is the first step because typically when you're um, out of college, you, you know, one year, I'm sorry, out of high school and one year out, you're 19. Mm-hmm. Now it's 18. Most people turn 18 in high school. So I think right. this is the first step in the new path creation for how to get to the NBA. Um, I wonder if NCAA is scared of this. I gotta wonder. Uh, I, it sucks because, like, I love college basketball and college yeah. football, but like, I, I know that there's a lot wrong with it, and yeah. like, it kind of sucks because, like, I feel like they're they could like destroy themselves. But mm-hmm. I mean, this brings up the whole point about college athletes being paid. Like, you know, I know there's a lot. There's a lot on this. Trust yeah. me. There's there's a lot. There's from both sides. Um, but I guess as a general, without you know going too too much into it, as a general question, where are you guys at on this? Well, can I can I dive into at least a couple of things about yeah, it? Well, that... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so um, here here's where the line the the gray area exists and why this is such a hard debate to have, and I don't even know where I stand on the matter. Right. So let's look at some things real quick. So first of all. The NCAA last year has crossed a billion dollars in revenue from their, you know, their athletics, everything like their, you know, March Madness, you know, football, et cetera, college hockey, everything. A billion dollars. That's how much they make at the expense of the student athletes. I'm not blind to this. The the problem becomes that you are now, um, Let's say let's say they implement something where you pay players. You play you pay college players. Those players are technically professionals now. So you're te- because by definition, a professional is somebody who gets paid for their services, right? So if you get paid to play basketball, you are a professional basketball player. So in that case, you're turning the NCAA into a professional league, right? Um, and this is something that uh, maybe you guys can educate me on. So. From my understanding, you know, say, you know, someone like Zion gets a full ride to 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 wherever he goes, Duke and, you know, Zion's at Duke. So he has a full ride at Duke and then other players have gotten full rides and walk. You see lots of really cool videos of uh, player walk ons getting scholarships and stuff like that. Right. But not every player gets those type of scholarships. Right. And that's, I think, part of the problem. Why is that considered a bad argument by the NCAA? Because that's the NCAA's argument is that, look, these colleges give scholarships to their brighter stars um that's paying like like i'm in college right now i go to a d3 school in maryland right i'm not playing sports or anything i'm here strictly for academic purposes and i'm coming out of here with almost two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt right and d3 schools by the way just want to point out they offer no athletic scholarships yeah um yeah they, they offer nothing so and i'm not here for athletics like i said so it's a little bit different for me but so i'm here and i'm paying an insane amount of debt if i was able to come here with an athletic scholarship, I'd be probably forever grateful for that kind of thing because that's basically paying me a hundred thousand dollars to pay my loan. So why is that considered a bad argument that everybody seems to laugh at when the NCAA cites this? Well, uh, so I, I, that I know that's the main argument. Well, one of the main arguments. Uh, here's the thing for me: the 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 work that they're putting in, all you know, it's it's not like they're just showing up to play a college basketball game. There, mm-hmm. It's it's a it's essentially for all intents and purposes like it's a job. Mm-hmm. It's they're they're 
they're committing themselves to going to the weight room, practicing, team meetings, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every job. It, it's it's everything. It's it's a lot, and um, <clears throat> you know, it's a lot of extra stuff, and right. There, you know, I've heard stories like hearing about this that the schedules of these guys are pretty fucking insane. It's right, like a, it's like a six a.m. to twelve p.m. shift, like kind of. It thing. is, it is. I, I, and I, in my first year, I roomed with someone who's who played uh, tight end for a football team here, and you know, he would be up at six seven a.m. for on field practice, go to you know, come back, shower, go to class, and then have a meeting at one, and and do these kind of things. Um, the thing I did want to mention is like, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of players, especially in football, speak about this kind of thing. Um, I think though, part of it as well is like, you know, you, we, we, we joked about the class, the classes that they're probably taking, right. Are, are probably not really worth a joke. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if what might fix the problem is if we, if there was a payment system in place to treat it like a job because of the, 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 the time commitment. It, it, it is right um, because there are some players who are not able to afford other living, you know, expenses that they have while going to college. So on top of going to class, doing all the stuff for those classes, also doing all the requirements for playing on the team, they probably have a part time job. Yeah. So I th- that's where it's weird to me is like I hate, you know, the reason it's not just the sports that is keeping them away from the classes that there are some people coming out of not so good situations financially. So they need a job to support themselves and to support the, the, what they do in college. I mean, it's not, it's not unheard of. I I think, um, yeah, I, I think like, and also I think, you know, we seen it last year with, uh, Deandre in in Arizona and the kind the scandal there, there's a lot of, under the table kind of stuff going on yeah. and that eliminates that. And I think you just kind of have a cleaner playing field mm-hmm. and a clean slate. Um, yeah. Now I will say like, I think I, I think I want to be on the side of athletes should be paid, but like, I'm kind of not sure as well, but I, like it just from, you know, uh, just everything that happens, it just seems like they, they deserve it. Now it's tough because like I'm, I'm, I'm also being biased here and I will admit that mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of thinking of only college basketball and college football, but there's, you know, fucking hockey, there's soccer, there's mm-hmm. gymnastics, volleyball, like all of this. And I guess that's mm-hmm. where it gets complicated, but yeah. for, cause they, they're, they're like that too. I mean, they're putting in their, their life, their lives for that. But as a like as me as i guess you can call me uh, i guess so i would be a consumer because i'm watching and and buying apparel and stuff like that for like the football and basketball team like mm-hmm. like i just think that they they should and and i know that they're probably getting treated very well at their college and there's a lot happening for them but you know it, they still deserve to be paid for what what's happening like like i mean let's be honest i'm sure zion is you know getting um i don't know i I would assume at least i'm sure he's getting stuff that maybe players from other colleges aren't because it's fucking williamson but at at the same time i I just i i believe the the thing for me as well is that 
you said it. I mean, they the NCAA made a billion dollars. I mean, they're they're making money off of college athletes. You know, their likeness of them, and um, mm. I, I just I think it's just unfair. Really, I I, I did want to hear what Zach and uh, and our Brandy have to say about this. If any of these guys want to chime in, because I'm sure they have some opinions on it as well. Well, as far as what you said earlier about um. Uh them not being paid because it turns it into a professional league. I agree with that, but I don't agree with them not being allowed to take endorsements and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a little crazy. They should be, that one's they should be allowed to take the endorsements because yeah, so, that's, that's basically a third party offering them money because right. you know, of all the but, attention they, they're yeah. drawing to the sport. And just for I the mean, record, this this goes past endorsements. I mentioned earlier um, off air to the guys that I uh, for my communications class here, I did a report on Donald De La Haye, who is a um, kicker for UCF. Um, he got in trouble with the NCAA for you for quote using his status as an NCAA athlete to promote his YouTube videos. Um, his YouTube channel featured videos of him, you know, doing stuff in college, and I think there was a couple things in practice and him. Practicing his kicks and everything like that. First of all, he's not a bad kicker, by the way. He's actually right. pretty decent. Um, and he ended up getting in trouble because he was monetizing those YouTube videos and essentially making money off the status as an NCAA athlete. Um, and at one, so it came down to a choice for him whether or not he either removes the monetization and chooses not to get paid for those videos or uh, leaves them up and then gets banned by the NCAA. He chose the latter and um, is no longer on the team, but is still making YouTube videos because that's what he deemed his career um, in the future just held for him. So good on him for making that decision. Um, but yeah, it is a little weird. Like you cannot make any money, even if it's a penny for saying that, hey, I'm an NCAA athlete. So ba- it's basically like I can't make if I'm a college athlete, I can't make money off of my likeness, but the NCAA can. Like that's so just let, so unfair. Well, so let's say so let's say Ty, you're you're an NCAA athlete. You're the best fucking goaltender in the history of the NCAA, and you're playing for Michigan. Um, so you're playing, and you decide to make a YouTube channel for whatever reason, right? If you say at any point that you are an NCAA athlete and use that status for to draw interest and essentially draw monetization and money to your videos, you're in trouble. Right. If you, however, like develop some fucking alter ego and monetize those videos for it and did something completely different outside of hockey, you're not in trouble. It's yeah. the it's the idea of using your name as an amateur, essentially, to make money that is a problem in the eyes of the NCAA. I just think it's dumb. I mean, I don't. I I feel like I disagree with that entirely. It's all fucking money. <clears throat> I, well, it's just, it's just, it's it's frustrating. Like, and I'm sure you know for the obviously for the players, it's frustrating. Like, I can't make any money because of what I'm doing, but you can make a a billion dollars off of me. Like, yeah, I mean, it, they're like, like these colleges are banking on these players. They're the ones bringing the crowds into the game every night. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, and you're not there to see the executives. I know. Um, it's it sucks too because like, and I know it's kind of going off a topic, like not off topic, but like the the NCAA video games were like for college basketball. Oh my god, were some of my favorite video games, and they stopped it because of this reason. Like, well, we can't. Well, you know, like I get it was a whole thing with you know they're making money off of them, so they stopped that. But like, they're still do like they just made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 
it, it's yeah. it's a lot, man. Now that, they now they always talk fair. they always talk about how they're like reinvesting in programs. I'm sure they are. Like right. I mean, they they are. I mean, if you want to hate them, fine, but they are for all intents and purposes. They're 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 also reinvesting in other opportunities for athletes and just college athletics in general, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, there there is a problem with the fact that the millions tune into March Madness every year. And all these sponsors are there and everything like there's millions and millions of dollars of revenue coming in off this one tournament that lasts almost a month. And none of the players down there who are missing not classes, any of that money, right? Missing classes and need to eat and everything else get nothing. It, it just it, it, it doesn't happen. Um, I did, hey, Brenda, do you have any opinions on this? I haven't heard from you in a minute. Uh, well, there's not really a whole lot I can add, but. I will say, um, kind of just adding on to Tyler about the whole N- NCAA, like the video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love those. I just remember um, I, they had a, they had a pretty cool feature. Uh, I I can't exactly remember what it was called. Where like if you made a character uh, in the NCAA video game, you could transfer it over. Yeah, it was called Road to Glory. Yeah, and I, I thought that was that. yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, I will say. And the current system, the current system is a little um, like it does. It does back the argument of whether or not the players should be paid. But mm-hmm. so I'm so I, I'm going to say this. Um, I'm I'm just going to ask this question in terms of basketball because I know in the NFL, like the rules are a little bit different. Uh, so the NBA has the whole, you know, they they call it the one and done rule, which uh, you know that's a popular term. So, which basically you have to be one year removed to high school. So you just play one year at college or whatever and just to waste your time. Yep. Uh, so here's my question. Would you guys, so let's say that the and let's say that the rule was what I like to call zero and two, which is basically, which basically says if you want to uh, declare for the NBA draft out of high school, you can. But if you choose college, you have to be there for at least two years. That's something that um, that's something that the Players Association and the NBA has talked about. So let's assume that that's the rule. Would you guys would you guys uh, still support or um, still support or would you still be against paying the players? Well, no, I think you would still have to because well, the the thing is, I mean, with the NBA, like. It's it's a little different because only sixty players are getting drafted each year, and it's a very like few of like it's a very select amount. So like, how many players do you think could legit come out of high school and get drafted right away? Like, I think probably about like maybe eight or nine. Yeah, I would say like single digits. I would say so like, and then the players that are declaring for the draft out of high. School, like they pretty much know they're getting drafted right exactly so like zion coming out of, out of high school um like he knows he's gonna get drafted like because he was being thought about in high school yeah i mean ben simmons went to lsu right yeah like come on now but um but i mean you still have those players that are trying to make a a life for themselves in the nba that are putting in the work in college and on these crazy schedules that you know will stay there for two or three years, maybe even their fourth year. I mean, like, you know, for example, just because I am, you know, know him well, like Mo Wagner for Michigan, 
Uh, he, he was at the college for three years and almost came back for a fourth year, and he got drafted in the first round of the NBA. Like, should he be punished for not being developed right away? Um, I don't think so. Like, he's still putting the work, and now he's, you know, he ended up being a first-round draft pick. Like, yeah. I, I think you still got to pay him. It just, it's it sucks, like I said, because, like, I, I love what, like, I see out there, but I also know it's kind of unfair what they're doing to the players. And, like, like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because, like, I'm liking something that, like, in theory kind of seems fucked up. Right. So can I can I offer a counter to the idea that Brendy pointed out? Um, so uh, and it, that's not that's not necessarily right. an idea I, I support or reject. No. I was just it's just an idea that's been going around. Here's something that would make a little more sense to me. Right. So let's keep the one and done for for example for college. Right. So if player wants to go to college and 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 do one year and then go to the draft, cool. Good for them because at least in that one year they're also supposed to be taking classes that are helping for the future. So they're getting a full year, right? Which is right. you know not not something to be really o- overlooked. Um but we talked about earlier and was mentioned that um the NBA requesting that the draft age be taken down to 18 um, is kind of the first step for them building their developmental league. You see the G League starting to get some popularity and, and some and some you know money being put into it now. So what if instead of just the one and done rule, if you still were so intent on uh, making it so that you still had to be somewhat removed from high school before you're playing on an NBA floor, what if it became, okay, you either do one and done in college or you do out of high school enter maybe another draft that the NBA does, or maybe the same one don't know where you get put into developmental for two years instead. So that in that case, you're getting put into developmental and would get somewhere uh, an entry level contract. And then you're a professional player at that point. You don't have to waste your time in college, not getting paid for your basketball bills because think of Zion Williamson would take that deal in a heartbeat because now, because he's, he's a one of a kind player and I, you know, we mentioned earlier, like, you know, there's only a single digit number for the amount of people who get drafted out of high school. And I, I, I recognize that that special talent doesn't come very often. Someone like Zion doesn't come out very often, but someone like him would benefit from this because then now he's getting paid to play basketball and he's got the future ahead of him. He doesn't have to waste the time in Duke. So he can take the two years if that's what it is and get paid for it, get an entry level contract and then get called up. I don't I think that would be a better option, don't you think? So yeah, I, I do like that I that idea. Um and I will say, like there there are like more commonly, like more commonly today, there are alter- alternatives to going uh to college. Mm-hmm. Like Emmanuel Mourier, I think is probably the best example, uh played overseas before he got drafted. Yeah. Didn't draft stock, stock at all, mm-hmm. and he's paid. You know, he was paid for it, right? Um, and you know, G League players like so. Like, if someone came out of high school and joined the G League, they would essentially get paid as well. Well, right. that's what the the whole thing was. Which I think, honestly, like it might be become a big thing with how high school I, players can get the hundred K or whatever. And yeah. so I so I will say um, about the whole like the like the G League draft, for example. Mm. Um, the G League would have to basically um, redesign uh, how exactly they do the draft because currently in the draft they really only they really only draft people that are like basically out of the NBA and are like trying to like stick to basketball. 
Right. Like like Willie Reed was number one overall last year. All right. I, I don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> I don't know why you know that, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, but but so like they 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 draft like you know either like you know players past their prime or like players that are like hanging on. It's like they're not going to draft someone out of high school because they're going no. into college. Right. So what? So it, it's you know if, if he was if Zion Williamson was taking taken number one overall you know, a year or two ago, you know, would we have, would he have signed with the G league? Maybe he get, he's going to get paid for it. Right. Not, yeah. not a whole lot, but it's something. I don't know why he would, but I don't know why he wouldn't. I mean, yeah, it's two years where he's technically not on the NBA floor when maybe he should be right. But right. It, it, at the same time, I mean, he, he's getting paid for it. He's getting that entry level contract and he's getting the opportunity to prove to the team that drafted him that he's all that. Right? right, so after those two years up, he, there's there's no doubt at this point that when he comes up, he's worth the millions that he's probably going to get once he gets drafted. So you know, and then there's it's not wasting anybody's time, it's, right? You know, it, to me, to me that something like that would make sense. I, like I said, I I am no business major, no finance major, no nothing. So, but to me, if there was a way to work that kind of thing out, that would make sense. I also am aware, though, that the NCAA does have a tight grasp on this type of thing. So this is probably a long shot from happening. But seeing stuff like the NBA start proposing that the, the draft age be lowered, I think is a good sign for those who support the idea of players getting paid. Because that means now you're opening up at the tiny hole of opportunity for someone to get drafted out of high school or start going into the developmental league. Which, you know what I love? Like I love about the NBA too, that literally the this the thing about you know Zion blowing out his shoe happened Wednesday. The mm-hmm. next day they're already talking about that. Like uh-huh. they're they're so proactive. I love the NBA for that. Like they're so on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they know, so, man. They're not blind. Point, but yeah, the, I mean, the, yeah. I just always thought that. Like if this was the NHL, like a year and a half from now, they'd be like, "Oh, maybe we should uh, yeah. do something about this." I would uh, say though that this is this is going to continuously be a problem until the NCAA does something. But it's yeah. going to be like you know trying to make a dead person move. It's it's not going to work. <laughs> Jesus, it's the wow. truth though, man. I mean, you know they're terrible with this. And listen, I'm I'm I understand the whole student athlete amateur status that they want to keep. It does make sense whether people want to do that or want to want to like it or not it really does kind of make sense right I, it, um i just think that you know at this point you're making so much fucking money off of these kids man i mean how do you not i don't know man i, th- I think it's a slippery so if anything it'd be something like i don't know maybe you have that there's like a minimum wage you give everybody the problem i think it, what everybody fears is you know we talked about i forget who who it was tyler you cited but whoever did that kind of under the table payment for somebody to commit to the to a college to whatever that player was? I, f- I remember that story. I just can't remember who it was. DeAndre, um, right? Yeah, DeAndre. That's right. Sorry. Um, you know, so that that stuff becomes a problem, right? Because I gotta think that his teammates looked at him like, really, dude? Like, you know, you took you took that much money and you came here. We got nothing, and we're working our ass off here. Uh, yeah. You got to think, right? So, and then you know, it's gonna become a problem in the locker room if somebody's getting paid quarter of a million or something like that for a season in college and the other guys are making nothing for making the team. So what's going to have to happen is if you're going to, if it decides that paying players is, is uh, something that NCAA is going to start to allow, it's going to be really low. And it might be one of those things where somebody's going to, you know, they're all going to have to like get like the same wage or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I mentioned earlier, there are people 
going to this with coming from not so nice home situations, right? Who may need yeah, that and right. they have to commit so much time into it. It's a really, really hard discussion to have. And there's so much we haven't even opened yet in this discussion, but I know we are running a little low on time, so we might have to pick this up some other time. But I think Zion is really opening up this question now just because yeah. everybody knows he's at Duke wasting time because he has to fill this commitment for the NBA. Yeah. Or he could turn uh, around yeah. and say he wants to play baseball. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think this is... Uh, you're right, this is a very complicated thing, and I don't really know if it's going to get resolved anytime soon, but I think until it, get resol- until it gets resolved, there will still be discussions. They're going to point at Zion for the next 20 years. Yeah. Um, crazy. But let's, uh, let's wrap the show up with Zach's track of the week. Um, then we'll end the show there. But Zach, what's, uh, what's the track this week? All right. This week's track of the week is another dubstep song. Cause I've really been what? feeling dubstep lately. It's called Yoy Boy by Spock. <laughs> And live long and prosper. Yoy boy by Spock. Um, it sounds like exactly what the name is. Honestly, I don't really know how to describe it further than can that. You, can you can you try and like like hum us the song? Nope. <laughs> no, that's a hard no. Uh, you know what? Pussy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the show. Right, that was a long there. one, but uh, but it was a good discussion. I think we had a good discussion about all, basically everything here. Um, let's wrap up the show by saying uh, you can reach us at our Twitter at Complay Network, uh, where we've been tweeting out a lot of polls. I should say, I I say we Brendy. And I have well, you tweeted out the Duke UNC poll. That's right, yeah, I did. So, and I Tyler tweeted out a poll. A poll. <laughs> I contributed, uh, and we're over there. Um, but as always, uh, as for the YouTube listeners, uh, if you did like it, leave a like and subscribe if you enjoyed. Um, and uh, yeah, we will be back next week, sometimes for episode twenty-two uh, of the podcast. But uh, until then, we will see you then. Uh, like I said, for episode 22 of the Come Play Podcast.